I'm Tyler, banana daiquiri, dinnering. I'm Connery, I'm tired and a little drunk, handsome. And this is The Franchise, the podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises, a little evident in the title. Sometimes they're about big exploding robots, sometimes they're about big imploding Italian families. <laughs> yes, that's good. <laughs> and joined with us today is our friend, Jose Ibarra. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, having me on a good movie too. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, I'm like, uh, we have some debts that we owe to other friends. They did us these favors, <laughs> yeah, and uh, now we owe them back for doing some uh, lesser movies <laughs> that we true. still wanted to cover. So I've um, seen some of the movies you guys pick, and I'm like, oh, I'm I'm glad you didn't reach out because <laughs> I would have been sick that day. <laughs> yeah, we were sick too. <laughs> Emotionally, um, do you do you have a little nickname that you want for this episode? Or are you good? <laughs> Just go with Jose Jose. It's Cinco okay. de Mayo. Man. Jose Jose. <laughs> say it twice. We are recording. So on, nice, you say it twice. So nice. We are recording on Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. and our our friend and uh, recent guest Cameron Decetta. It's his birthday. Oh, happy birthday, hey. Cameron! So, happy birthday, Cam! Happy birthday! Um, but yes, we are here gathered today <laughs> to discuss the Godfather Part Two under Holy Communion. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, the first one was a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of a given, considering it's The Godfather. It's true. Classic. Mm-hmm. And I realized by the end of this movie, I think in the last episode, I said, oh, yeah, I've seen this thing, like, once or twice, but most of the time I only get up to, like, Cuba, like, the middle, like, before, mm-hmm. apparently, the uh, before the intermission, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But by the last scene of this movie, I was like, oh, I've, I've never finished this film. <laughs> it's, it's very long. Yeah, it's, it's pretty long. I think it's three hours, right? It I is. I think it's, it's like, more. I saw yeah. three hours and 17 minutes when wow. I paused it on my Amazon thing. And I've been telling myself that I'm like, you know, some movies are better when they're really long. Mm-hmm. Like ever since the Snyder Cut, which now I'm not like trying to like over talk being like, oh, that movie's the greatest. But it's just like, oh, like the flow of it works a little better. Mm-hmm. I, I'm giving pace, it like but... full license to go like, the guy podcast on the, especially on these episodes or like last episode we talked about we did i think in fact talk about the snyder cut talk about breaking bad talk about the godfather talk about game of thrones we talked about stanley kubrick we talked about canley kubrick <laughs> uh, a lot of stuff i haven't seen we talked about i haven't seen the snyder cut we and i about, haven't seen uh what was the other thing you mentioned uh stanley kubrick <laughs> eh, he's all right he's all right yeah, what's the film he's bad. all right yeah ready player one love that movie <laughs> That's Kubrick. Right? <laughs> yeah, isn't like The Shining in that or something Space like that. Space Jam Two, a new legacy. Love, love Kubrick. Shout out LeBron. <laughs> Shadow legacy. <laughs> but I guess we're continuing just the uh, I don't know, just dude bro podcast mm-hmm. things because it's a Godfather. Yeah, uh, that's a good energy to continue. Shout out Slim Jim, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna talk about the hard drinks we're drinking right now. A couple of old fashions. Uh, well, you know we're already off to a great start. Yeah, but before Godfather we... too. I feel like Godfather we have too. we have the energy of Godfather right too right now. That deep resigned sigh is I feel like what often Michael gives throughout this movie. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, this movie's mostly just a big downer. Mm-hmm. I think. But before we get to the film, we have to do our usual segment of what is new. <laughs> that almost sounded like. Uh, what is love? And I didn't mean to Baby, do that. Baby, don't hurt me. Mm. Don't mm. hurt me. Mm. No more. No more. thrusting. I don't know. <laughs> go on. You learned it on piano, right? <laughs> yes. Here you know the, rag- the ragtime version? <laughs> like, bam, 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 bam. 
Uh, what's new with you, Connery? What is new with me? That's a good question. I feel like I haven't done much, considering that it's been a day since you've been in my home. Don't tell them. Uh, <laughs> they mustn't know. They can't know. They don't know what's real or not. Breaks the illusion. <laughs> I thought for sure I'd be like, well, I played Resident Evil 8 and it's really fun, but I don't have that yet. Returnal? Uh, I talked about that last week. Okay. No, but you know what? I did uh, beat Returnal. I can talk about did that. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Don't spoil it. I'm not going to spoil you it. You returned to Returnal. You beat it. You unlocked the Eternal. Bill Murray cameo. Yep. I found Bill Murray, and <laughs> he's now a sidearm I can use whenever I'm at <laughs> whenever I'm at 20% health. He's in a groundhog outfit. Yeah, and he just kind of spouts his like bummer one line as he goes like, well, I guess that's how it is. He does that mumbling thing. He does with Scarlett Johansson in the end of Lost in Translation. Except the rest of the gun just going... It's That's very, very otherworldly. It fits the atmosphere. <laughs> it's the secret code. Exactly. To to mm-hmm. And if you go on Reddit, they're all trying to decipher that hidden <laughs> Bill Murray code. That sounds about right. For Reddit. <laughs> right. Yeah. And really, it just it just unlocks another costume for Celine, and it's just uh, a groundhog suit. I was thinking you were going to say Ghostbusters. Oh, Ooh. that works too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Ghostbuster suit. That's better. They do have a gunner seat. So they do have a gunner seat. Tyler, what's new with you? Uh, I don't know, not much. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, I don't think I've, I, I talked about this yet, but I watched Bong Joon-ho's Mother oh. uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Darren Aronofsky's lowercase mother exclamation mark. <laughs> mother! Um, <laughs> which I do like, but it is, like, it's a lot. Um, yeah. I remember I had fun watching that movie, at least in the theaters, and afterwards just discussing it was, like, a crazy fun time. Yeah, I think I, I told this story before where... Um, <laughs> I saw it at the Huntington Beach AMC, mm-hmm. and it was like a $6 Tuesday or something. Mm-hmm. And there's these two, like, I went to go see it with Lily and Tesly, uh-huh. um, who's been on here before for uh, Temple of Doom. We're going to have her back. And we'll be here soon. Oh, <gasps> God. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we went to go see it there, and there's these two, like, older ladies uh, who just went to go see, like, hot people on screen, basically. You know, it's like, I get it. It's like, the advertising for the movie alone is, like, confusing. Yeah. And so it's like when Javier Bardem shows up in Mother, they're like, ooh. Javier, <laughs> yeah. and they like, kept talking the whole movie, and uh, oh man, um, I may or may not have shushed them. <laughs> I hope you shushed. You them, better. I would have uh, done the same thing. Yeah, and and then a- after the movie was over, I- it was kind of fun too, just like experiencing them experiencing that movie, just mm-hmm. being like it's not what they expected at all, right? But then they're after- just having an existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, but then after the movie was over, and we're like leaving the lobby and stuff like they like turned around at me they're like in their like they look like they're maybe like their late 40s or something like that mm-hmm. you know and they're just like we're walking away and they're just like shh, shh oh, yeah. like Ooh. pointing around I'm like okay okay Drama. like i wasn't mad at all I'm like <laughs> whatever but that was also the same theater that i saw kong skull island in and someone brought their dog and was like feeding their dog in the what? theater and stuff so that's cool people six dollar six dollar tuesdays that's people are weird six bucks for a <laughs> yeah movie, man. yeah <laughs> It was like so like ludicrous that I kind of like had a good time with it, you know. Right. It's like, what am I going to do? Just get really bent out of shape, like. Right. Yeah. But uh, not that mother. A different mother. <laughs> um, Bong Joon Ho's movie from like 2009, I think, mm-hmm. and it's basically the main. The protagonist is mother. Like that's the only name that she really has besides like mom or like mama or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, her son, who has like developmental issues, um, is brought in for questioning and stuff for the murder mm-hmm. of this girl and everything and she's mm-hmm. she's like trying to uncover um, the mystery and like trying to like find 
her son innocent and everything. So mm. because nobody will trust her and like the police are like just kind of lazy in that town and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really good and has like a bunch of really great twists and turns. And nice. I definitely recommend it if you liked Parasite or The Host or any of his other movies. Or um, uh, it's really it's good. Also, it's similar to uh, what's it called? Uh, Memories of Murder. Yeah, which I still need to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, who has like his first movie on there too? Um, I forget what it's called. But yeah, his first movie is on there as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, finally they have all these on because he got the Oscar. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, it's pretty great. So check that out on Hulu. Jose, what's new with you? What's new with me? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what was the last movie I saw. I think it was Hairspray. Oh, hey, there you go. So we have a thing in our household where it's Musical Theater Monday. <laughs> There's a list on the fridge. Yep. And then I pick one once a week and then we watch it. I picked Hairspray. It was really good. Yeah? It was great. I enjoyed it. I thought John Travolta killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember the songs, and I don't. Oh, like, uh, what is to- love? No, no. <laughs> Baltimore. Baltimore and me was great. Oh, yeah. Baltimore and me. <laughs> or what's the, the, welcome to the 60s. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. It was great. I'm, I'm excited to watch that in person, like, on Broadway. Yeah. As a musical, it's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the last movie movie I watched was what did I see? I started Mortal Kombat. Yep. And then the new one. The new one. Mm-hmm. And then my PlayStation froze. Ooh. And that's then I okay. thought, you know what? <laughs> they did me a favor. They, me, <laughs> they, they that's a sign from above. Now you owe the PlayStation a favor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. That is what's new with me. Well, pretty good solid, my friend. Yeah. I guess hairspray's on HBO Max as well. According to yeah, Letterboxd, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize until like the other week that it was originally a John Waters movie, and it's like a remake. Hairspray? Yeah. Huh. But I don't know if the original is a, a musical or not. But I'd the, have to but check. The, I'm not the sure. musical is based off of the movie. Oh, okay. That makes I sense. Think. That makes I sense. I remember yeah. that's what Grayson told me, but I don't know. Mm. That makes sense because, like, probably movie musical and then movie musical. Yeah. Right. Movie musical, musical movie. Classic musical. <laughs> you know what I mean. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. I, I like it's just been floating more in my consciousness recently. So I, I should check that movie out. Yeah, watch well, Hairspray. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's great. I think you'll mm-hmm. enjoy it. Yeah, you will. Christopher Walken's in it too. He plays the dad. He's fun. Zac mm-hmm. Efron's in it. Yep, Zac Efron. He's all in right. It. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> he's. A, I would have picked somebody else. He's mm-hmm. all right. Who else is fun in that movie? Would you have picked Amanda Bynes? Is in it? She's good. <laughs> I don't remember the main. I don't remember her name. The either. host. Collins, uh, corny, corny Collins, corny Collins. Yeah, he's good. he is. He is fun. James yeah. Marsden. James Marsden. I'm. I'm just on Letterboxd. I've never seen this movie. Nice. What's Letterboxd? <laughs> you know what? That is? I know where that is. <laughs> also, I was like, I you were gonna plug it. I was <laughs> like, here we go. We're sponsored by no, they, they have their own. Could you imagine? D. They have their own good, good podcast. Not better than ours. Yeah, that's better than ours. Awesome. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Oh, Instead, just attack all the other podcasts so yeah. I never get to host Joe to, Rogan, to a co- get out of here. On. Ooh, okay. Have I ever... Mm, no, I'll save this for some other time. Post, no, maybe. I think I'm just going to try to actualize it right now. Sure. Um, I've pitched several times to Lily because we watch Fear Factor sometimes mm-hmm. when, uh, when we just need to like watch... Nothing basically. Trash yeah, TV, yeah. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just never watched it when it was on. And like, I know Joe Rogan was the Fear Factor guy. Yeah, he, he's the Fear. That's how he got famous, right? Mm-hmm. He was the host of Fear Factor. Um, yeah, and so <laughs> he's a Fear Factor guy. And I, after watching a few seasons, like just skipping around episodes, I'm like, Lily, we have to do a podcast. <laughs> 
on Joe Rogan's fashion in on Fear Factor. Because <laughs> that, every... that is specific enough to be a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Extremely specific. And he's wearing like khakis in almost every episode, but like a slightly different color with mm-hmm. like a t shirt or a polo. I feel like you'll definitely get his attention too. Yeah, and I, it's like, and she's like, "No, I don't think we could do that. Like, we'll probably get sued." I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." But like, sued if it's for what for commentary on his outfit? <laughs> yeah, what's right. hot? What's not? Let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. Plus, all the contestants wear like the worst clothing, especially since it was like 2003. They're like, "All right, every girl has to have like a crop top and like right. things, just like in a and like low low waist jeans or whatever." Yeah, yeah. it's just like. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd like to comment on Joe Rogan's uh, style <laughs> style icon, Joe Rogan, since you know he's uh, really uh, in the news right now. He's the guy. Yeah, <laughs> look him up. He's doing I, things right. I always thought if I was on Fear Factor, I can do a lot of the things minus the swimming. I don't feel really? super. I don't feel super oh. confident with with my holding the breath. We were watching one oh, where they were eating, oh, like, it's like you're either. holding your breath for like three minutes underwater yeah. oh, trying no. to grab things. I'm like, I might die. Yeah. I mean, me too, but I would rather do that and possibly die underwater than eating like a Jerusalem spider or whatever. Like, it's or, like, just a, a bug. Of... It's just a bug, bro. Oh, yeah. Squish I can't it, do it. Saute it. Yeah, I, I agree. Like a lot of people, like, I have to eat it alive. Just like just smash it with a hammer and start eating it. Or like just punch it and be like, ha, ha, ha. It's not poisonous. They're not going to let a poisonous thing bite you on a show. It's such a bro podcast. Yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> punch it, man. Let's punch a spider and then eat it. Let's punch a spider in the nuts and tell him he flies. How's your mother, spider? (laughs) Back to mother. (laughs) I'm leaving. (laughs) So, anyways, we're here to talk about uh, the bro father. (laughs) Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. The joint father. (laughs) <laughs> Elon Musk is here with us. We're dazed and confused over here. Don yeah. Musk. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't. It's another thing like the first movie where it's just like, where do we start? Because it's like, all this has even more in it. Mm-hmm. I will say, overall, um, I know a lot of people think like they like this movie just as much as the first one, um, and or some people like it more as well. Me. I, and, I prefer it. Yeah. You prefer this yeah. one? Nice. It feels like even denser than the first one in terms of plotting Mm -hmm. so like i don't think that's necessarily a knock but it's just different you know so but yeah it's very much like the thing that i noticed watching it back to back last night and then this morning was godfather one seems like a bad business deal gone wrong Mm -hmm. and then we kind of understand what the characters are where godfather two is a bad business deal gone wrong along with lore Yep. Like, yeah. why is Vito Vito? Mm-hmm. Or, and then just a lot of uh, and the complete disillusionment of Michael. <laughs> Literally, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it it's a it's an interesting character arc. I would say Michael has one of the most impressive character arcs in all of cinema, Ooh. and that's the film major in me. Yep. <laughs> because in the first one, I don't know what you guys talk with Joe about, but in the first one, it's like he. He doesn't want to be a part of the family mm-hmm. and then becomes Godfather and then ends with the massacre at the end. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, it just starts off and it's getting worse. Like, yeah, he's starting to lose all morality and, and becomes a shell of a man and loses his whole family. And it, it's you didn't think he can fall further than he did. And then he did. He doubled it. Mm-hmm. Like, in, I feel like in the first Godfather, he's like 
saving saving his family by taking out the five families. And this right. one, he's just consolidating the entire time. Oh, yeah. All he does is just consolidating yeah. power, just like, killing people just because like it, it's an inconvenience for him. Right. I guess, like, so I don't know how you feel, Connery. So, Jose, you said, like, you like this one more. I do. I and, prefer the second one. Yeah. And then for me, I think I like the first one more. But maybe after this, like, whole discussion, like, I'll appreciate the second one more because the first one feels like such like a complete arc for me for mm-hmm. michael right where it's like he's just like an innocent he's like a war hero and everything right. and then he like becomes the last thing his dad wanted him to be also mm-hmm. but he's like he becomes like it's just such an like such one of the best like character arcs just in that movie alone mm-hmm. you know and then the second one's kind of just like like you said it's like consolidation mm-hmm. so it's like more intricate and like he's just becoming a worse and worse person and killing more of his own family and stuff like yeah. that and i'm like that's not bad at all but it's just like for me it wasn't as engaging for some reason but i'm not like i'm not saying like what i'm saying is like <laughs> what it is i'm just trying to figure like I, I i want to know why more like why people like the second one just as much because yeah i think it's that i for me it's it's the michael arc i think it's so much more intricate mm-hmm. yeah and then i do like that F- fredo gets a lot more character background like character development yeah. And then the yeah. wife, Kay, gets a lot more development. She does. And then the mom actually says something. <laughs> she has, like, one line. line. <laughs> like, like, about she, He's trying his best. You can never lose your family in Michael's living and times change. Right. He's like, you're the I should have married an Italian woman. I don't know. And Look at I, Banner, Michael. Look <laughs> <laughs> at Family love Michael. <laughs> I love little Michael. Uh, but it's it's that. And then I do like that you get... Vito storyline mm-hmm. so it's sort of it's it's kind of like you still get the romanticized crime background of the yeah, first one and then you right. get the nitty gritty modern uh, crime mod- exactly with Michael in Las Vegas dealing with Hyman Roth him being indicted him being indicted by Congress it's it just seems a lot more complex for me where the first one it's it's this is the mafia and then the second one it's the mafia and then you see how sprawling this actually is Mm -hmm. like how many facets this affects yeah i guess the first one's more just like inherently tight and it's like a fairy tale Mm -hmm. in a lot more ways and this is like yeah like you said nitty-gritty and then they balance the veto arc like when he's young played by robert de niro Mm -hmm. um to have that quality still there and i know coppola also is saying like on making this movie he's like oh i always wanted to make a movie where you're following a father and a son at the same times in their lives Mm. Um, which this movie does. I'm like, oh, if I put it in that context, that's really interesting because how different their lives are because Vito's building the family and the whole empire and Michael's slowly losing it, you know? Yeah, or at least uh, he's losing the spirit of what Vito built because he definitely keeps the empire, but he just loses what made Vito's special in the first place. Yeah, and I, I definitely noticed it this time around, trying to see it from like a critical point where Vito in the first one, it's... Obviously, he did a lot of bad. Like, he did kill a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And that's not okay. <laughs> right. It's We're not, not so... pro-murder here. <laughs> yeah, it's not, so, <laughs> it's not so unclear. Because, yeah, there's a several times in the beginning, or not, not the beginning, but, like, the origin, like, the 1917 sequence, mm-hmm. where he even, like, it's like, oh, he wants to help this old woman to right. stay in the in her place. Yeah. And... Like that's that scene is so good when he like when the uh, landlord finally realizes who he is. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna kick your Sicilian ass, and then he realizes who he is. He's, he's like, like, Oh no! And he's like, I'll e- I'll even cut his, her rent like five dollars, and then and, and then like, Vito huh? just like looks away. He's like, ten dollars. <laughs> like ten dollars. Like all that stuff is so good, but so then it's just good. like uh, that made me really think. Like he's 
he's like a good man in a really bad profession. You mm-hmm. know, it's like no matter right, how well right. he intends, it's like, yeah, he can be a much better, like, um, what's the word? Like, not beneficial, like, uh, I don't know, like a very more helpful Don than, yeah, than the last one, the Black Hand. He's like a, in a weird sense, but he's, he's like still a, a bad politician guy. <laughs> that gets his hands dirty yeah. and he cares about his constituents. Yeah, he's, he's like a... He's like a murdering Batman who's well known oh, throughout oh, the community. Yeah. Like that's totally. the like he uses that fear, but for good most of the time. Right. right. Yeah, it's like ultimately he's still committing crimes and killing people. So yeah, it's exactly. Like he's, so it's like the fear is earned, but he so likes to use it for good when he can. At the best, he's like an antihero. Exactly. Guess, you know. Right. But so I don't know. That was just really interesting to me. That like especially that scene really showcased that's like oh no matter how good of a person he is, he's still like <laughs> on the wrong side of it's the whole like vigilantism thing with superheroes mm-hmm. too it's yeah. like oh sometimes the law is not always right but it's just like you still shouldn't murder people, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Kill people. it's still bad <laughs> don't do that yeah you're and still I, doing bad things yeah and, and i think the thing that i noticed too was like Vito, like he's dirt poor right mm-hmm. so he's super poor he's struggling to make ends meet he loses his job because of the mafia or the the kingpin. Yeah, he like has his whole family murdered. Fanucci or something. Within like a day and a half. Yeah, and that's that's one thing I wrote down in my notes was that the the second one starts with Vito losing everyone. Like his mom dies, his brother dies, his dad dies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the end of this movie, Michael loses everybody mm-hmm. voluntarily. So it's like one of a, one of them Vito is a victim of circumstance where Michael's the the Orchestrator, of, yeah, that's good. Like and, he's a victim of himself in a sense. Mm-hmm. And just imagine, yeah, it's like reverse cyclical nature of that. It's like Vito yeah. tried to create this big family, you know, and then Michael destroyed all of it. I mean, it wasn't yeah. all his fault, but he definitely contributed to a lot of it. He did. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's like Sonny, you know, that's not really on him, but it's like once he becomes um, Don. I want to circle back to Sonny later on, like mm-hmm. near the end of the movie, because like. He's just really interesting as a character to mm-hmm. me too. Oh, but, yeah. but uh, yeah, and it just makes me think. It's just like, well, in some ways, like it's awful what happened to Vito, but in some ways, looking at Michael's life later on, like Vito, like in some ways, it's great to have siblings, in other ways, it's not. <laughs> Especially if you're trying to consolidate power in like a giant, <laughs> like I guess mostly in those ways, you know. Yeah. Not really. It's like for the most part, having a sibling is great. But, like, some people just don't really get along with their siblings. Yeah, you know? or, or so. his siblings are both, like, parasitic semi-idiots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like not everybody has a great relationship with their siblings. So mm-hmm. it's the second movie definitely made me think about that a lot. It's mm-hmm. just like, right. f- but then Fredo is such a complex character to me. that He's so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's so good. He's so good. He's just, like, kind of slimy, but extremely sweet. And mm-hmm. he, like, wants us respect. But, like, even that scene where he, like, he's like, I demand respect. It's like, you don't believe yeah. it. <laughs> So yeah. like, no, you yeah. don't. <laughs> like, this is too little, too late, dude. Right. Like, but. And I think one of my favorite scenes with uh, Fredo is at the end. Like, the very last scene at the dinner table when mm-hmm. uh, Michael says, hey, I'm joining the military. Like, I'm walking away from the family. I want to separate myself from <laughs> the family. Congratulations, <laughs> And Fredo's like, congrats, Michael. I'm very proud of you. I'm, so like, happy like, for you. And my, and so he's like, get your hand back. <laughs> So it's like Fredo did support Michael's choice to leave the family, whether he knew what Michael was going to do with the family or not. But it was always a supportive brother, just mm-hmm. a little dumb, a little. Yep. He was good hearted. 
And I think that's why it's so heartbreaking to see him die like the scene before. Yeah, yeah, especially after the whole story of telling uh, Michael's son about like saying the Hail Mary to like Mm -hmm. catch a fish. Yeah, it's like a really sweet scene that's like at um, not Magic Hour, but like it's it's uh, like the rainbowy like uh, sky and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just like there's so many scenes that are just shot like so early in the day. That's like, Oh, this movie's beautiful. But that scene that and call then, time, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that call time was brutal. You know, it was 3 a.m. For film workers. It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, two you know 30, 3 a.m. Yeah. But I mean, if I was working on Godfather, Yo. I would yeah. get my ass out if of bed. I had a breakfast probably. burrito at 3 a.m. <laughs> oh yeah. Breakfast burrito. There You're go. good to go. You know, hey, I'm Jose, good to go. I'm remember pumped. that one time I was an AD on our friend Chad's film and I called you in two or three hours early on accident. <laughs> I probably blocked that out of my memory, but Thanks for reminding me of all the, <laughs> no! all the pain and anguish I suffered. There's a we keep mentioning that that like the scene before where Fredo Jose you mentioned where he reaches across by congratulate Mike. I like that scene so much, but I like the ending of it so much more because literally when everyone leaves the table, Mike's just sitting there, mm-hmm. and you hear everybody like down the hall, and to me they just sound like ghosts. With the exception of Connie, every single one of those people is dead. Right, and Michael is. She as, might as well be dead. And she might as well be dead. She's right. like basically his living servant at this point. Right. Which is sad in a whole nother level. But Yeah. Adrian. Adrian. How could you? Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> See, okay, that was gonna bring this up because <laughs> uh because I'm like, Talia Shire, what else is she in? And I'm like, Oh, That's Rocky. Adrian, man. <laughs> She's in Rocky. And There's a special place in my heart for Talia Shire. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Talia, I'm not single, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like bracing, like interesting. All right, yeah. Connery? I'm not that drunk, Connery. Come on, <laughs> um, I, I I have my own revelation to reveal to Jose, which he probably already knows. Let's is that I've never seen Rocky. You know, <laughs> I kind of assume that because I'm like franchise, just looking franchise, at you, franchise, Rocky. Franchise. The thing is, Rocky isn't a great franchise. Some of those movies are trash. That's the thing. It's like it's yeah. hard finding like a good balance. Like sometimes I'm like, ooh, I want to cover like Kickboxer one and four, but there's <laughs> right. like ten of them, yeah. and I'm like, this is gonna be rough. Right. And like Rocky, I think that's more legitimate though, mm-hmm. for sure. It's just like I would definitely like to like maybe next year or something. I'd love to cover Rocky because it's like I've never seen any of them besides Creed one, which I liked a lot. Creed one's good. Yeah. Um, Creed one is literally Rocky one. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. I was kind of bummed when I saw Creed 1, it's but I understand similar. why you would do that. And I'm a big fan of Michael B. Jordan, too. I like yeah. the little like uh, smash things they do with like showing everybody's like, boxing stats when he's like about to fight somebody. Yeah. I like that a lot. It's, it's like a good HUD, like a video game. Like in, yeah. in Aquaman when they fight? Yeah, like in Aquaman when they fight. <laughs> do they do that? Yeah. When I'm he's... so happy I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> If they do that, come on. Don't let don't let uh don't let Lily hear this. She'll DM you and be like, Aquaman is good. I'm sorry. And that's it, just Aquaman is good. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Jason Momoa is handsome, but I'm not gonna watch that. (laughs) Fair enough. What about Ocean Master? I don't know what that is. You live a life, you live a blessed Let's just watch Free Willy. You you live with a woman. You live with a woman who literally says, No, I don't want to watch superhero movies. She'll watch them if we compromise. We're like, hey, let's watch this. Yeah, Lily, she just, like, once she, we just have to start in the beginning, and then she wants to watch all of them, you know? Like, mm. it's, oh, okay. It's like, she can't just pick up on the fourth one, 
So she's like even more like me than I like originally thought. <laughs> Where it's just like I need to watch every single one, even if they're not good. Right. Well, at a certain point, not Resident Evil. No, not Resident Evil. But if she's at least interested in the overall thing, like. But I also think she just got bored and was like, "All right, let's do something else." Yeah. And we're like, "No." <laughs> she does just like watch Phantom Menace for like comfort. There you like, go. That's a comforting movie. And it kind of it's like, like quiet. Like, it's like kind of like ASMR half the movie. Yeah. Like, she is your woman, Tyler. So help me God. Yeah. But uh, back to Godfather Part Two, which which Liam Neeson is not in. No, unfortunately. Yeah. Could you imagine if he was though? This cast who would he be? Who would he like, play? I don't know. Uh, Tom Hagen. Tom Hagen's brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tom Hagen. Speaking of him, like this movie came out two years after the first one. Mm-hmm. And I guess the timeline is seven years later. Yeah. But the fact that it came out two years after Godfather 1, I'm like, okay, so Tom, so uh, Robert Duvall's hair wasn't totally real in the first movie <laughs> because he's a lot balder in this movie. Yeah. You know? But it's like, oh, it works because it's seven years later. Mm-hmm. But right. he, he looks a lot more harried and stuff like that. You know, it's like everything's yeah. falling apart. He looks but. super bummed out. <laughs> he does yeah. just look exhausted and like, yeah. yeah. But he's still there. Mm, still standing. He's yeah. like the one of the only people that Michael won't kill. <laughs> Even though, well, Michael almost wants to kill him at that one I guess point. So, yeah. Like he's just like testing him, and it's just like, and then Tom Hagen's like, no. "Why are you doing this to me? I've right. been nothing but." Fa-. It's like, man, Michael's yeah. really just losing it. Mm-hmm. That, and that was one thing that I noticed too is like Vito. That was his right hand man. So once Vito tells Tom, "Hey, you're not going to be the consigliere, 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 consigliere," because it's a wartime. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not prepped for that. He does take that, like, offensively. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sonny says that or Vito? Uh, Vito. Uh, both, both of them do. Mike Mike eventually oh. says, like, I'm bringing in dad on this because you're right. not a wartime, wartime consigliere. And, and Sonny, like, nails into him constantly that right. he's not a wartime consigliere. And if he had a wartime one, then things would be different. <laughs> so he has a nice little, like, blow of being, like... I'm not a violent man. I like to so, so solve things right. like with reason. He's really good at his job. But I think yeah. that's why Michael didn't pick him because my Tom Hagen was too reasonable for him. Mm-hmm. I think Michael from the get go was like I very much Breaking Bad, very much Brian Cranston yeah. for uh, what's his name in the show? Walter White. Walter White. Yep. Like I'm gonna take over, like no if and or but. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of what you want, I'm gonna take over. And Tom, who's the the advisor. Would have said no to that, but so know, who, there's nothing you can do. Who yeah. was the conciliary instead? Then who's that other guy? He, Rocco was like his Rocco. bodyguard, yeah, almost kind of like Rocco. <laughs> Rocco, who's just like Tom Hagen's like uh, killing him at the airport's impossible, and then Rocco's like, "It's nope. not impossible. It's just really hard." And yeah. then right. he just gets himself shot. It's like, bro, like, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? But he like, accomplished it. Yeah, yeah he, did, he did. He did kill him. But like, I guess he just didn't care about his own life, really. Yeah. Yeah, you need some some muscle like that in your life, I think. <laughs> so like, here's a slim gym. Just go in and snack into a slim gym. Snap yeah. and assassinate <laughs> Hyman Roth. That's a commercial. Right I there. love that name though. Hyman is such a cool name to me. Or like Hi- Hiram. Hiram Roth is his name. Hyman. Hyman's a part of the body. I think Hyram. His name is Hyman. No, it's Hyman. Yeah, it's Hyman. I thought yeah. it was Hiram. No, it's Hyman. Oh, Hyman. Cool. I still like it. Hiram. Hiram. Hyrule. Roth. I like the name Hyrule. Apparently, there's like a deleted <laughs> scene. Yeah, there's a deleted scene where it's like Hyman Schoolabizer or something like that. <laughs> but he changes his name to Roth because he's a fan of one of the baseball commissioners or baseball managers that <laughs> rigged the World Series, and his last <laughs> name was Rothstein or something. Okay. So he just changed his name. 
I'm kind of glad they cut that out. Yeah. We he, don't need all that. He yeah. mentions the rigging of the World Series, right. but it's it's good that we don't need that. Yeah, we don't need an extra scene. Yeah. Baseball, do, come on. I, you know, how long? <laughs> I love that sentiment. Hot off Joseph Horn. <laughs> Jose's just trying to go, Joseph. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's like, I don't live with him anymore. I'm it's fine. <laughs> Come on, I enjoy baseball. We you, all enjoy you softball. challenge you to a duel mm-hmm. in your apartment. We all enjoy softball. Yeah. One, on. two, three, four, five. <laughs> I almost wore my gorilla shirt today just because I like the fabric, but I'm like, I got to save that for Mr. Go or something. I think I lost that shirt, and I'm so bummed. I'm so bummed. We got to cut this out. Joseph will be furious. I got the hat. Yeah, I got the hat still, Joseph, the angriest person I know. He'd just be silently. just He'd do like that. No, I think I think I have it. I just need to look for it. The move, man. Yeah, yeah the move. That's, that's what happens. The move. The big move. The big when half move. the people on Earth were moved to Mars. Only Stephen half. King. <laughs> By Stephen King, <laughs> the Martians weren't just our enemies. Some of them were us all along. Tune in this week <laughs> as we find out this semi-Battlestar Battlestar Galactic-esque twist. I... Beats Bears, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> There is so much in this movie. I don't even. Oh, I was gonna say that like even though this movie's longer than The Godfather, mm-hmm. um, Part One, which I mean obviously wasn't called that. Uh, which to a point to segue really quickly, this was the first, as far as I know, American movie like big budget movie that used the the title like Part Two. This was the first American movie. Yeah, to use Part Two as like a Ever? sequel. As far as I know, yeah. Wow. I mean, probably huh. serials like Flash Gordon and stuff and Batman and everything in the yeah. 40s, but right. in terms of like this kind of movie... Like a big budget sequel. Yeah. Right. So it was adopted more frequently after this, like <laughs> Lethal Weapon and all that stuff. Which, you know, <laughs> Lethal Weapon. It's on par Lethal with Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hot off Godfather. Yeah. Lethal that, Weapon Danny took Glover, up the torch. Al Pacino. <laughs> same tier. <laughs> What's that uh, Ben Stiller uh, thing that he's in in Tropic Thunder? Like the his action franchise uh, where he's basically Sylvester Stallone. I don't know. Is it Rambo or something? It's like he's saving pandas and shooting SMGs at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, Tropic Thunder. That's like the one so thing good. that like has somehow not aged. I don't know. I need to see it again. But well, it's yeah. just like so offensive. That I think it, like, once just... people watch it, they'd cancel it, but you know, well, that's the point. It's, it's just funny. supposed to be horrifically offensive right, in every right, way, right. shape, and form. Like, it's like trying to cancel Borat. Yeah, it's like you can't cancel Borat. Come <laughs> on, man. Maybe the dictator, but you can't cancel Borat. <laughs> <laughs> you can take the dictator. Give us Borat. <laughs> yeah, you can burn the Let dictator. You Borat. can burn Bruno too. That one's not funny either. So. Bruno, <laughs> sidebar. I just added that to my list because I've never seen it. The only part of Bruno I've seen is when Mar- when he's like tries to show up to Harrison Ford, and then he's like, "Hey, I'm Bruno!" And then Harrison Ford's like, Harrison Ford just walks really fast, goes, "Fuck off." That's 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 Bruno. But I interrupted. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, in, I remember that movie Jacob and I snuck into. Ooh. So we paid to go when you're like see like 16 or something. Oh yeah, must have been. We we paid to go see this really bad Hayden Panettiere movie. <laughs> But she was in love with some guy. I don't know why I went. Was it Hayden Christensen? Was, was that Jacob? No, it was Hayden Panettiere. <laughs> no, that, I mean, he was that, the guy that she was in love with. Oh, Hayden yeah. and Hayden <laughs> together yeah. at last. Yeah. They had a baby. It was a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> An invincible Jedi. A, a youngling. And Uh-oh. then we left and then snuck into Bruno. And that was an experience. You guys wow. are so bad. I think we held hands. It was nice. Aww. That's good. I've done that yeah. once or twice in my local theater where I just walk into the next movie or I try to like line up movie time so I can just right. walk into the next theater. Right. I don't know if I've 
I've probably done that once or twice, but mm. I was always worried that I'd go to jail or something. <laughs> the worst thing they tell you to do is, sir, you don't have a ticket. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I know. Exactly. AMC you jail? Wouldn't. Either that yeah. or I was, I was like, if they catch me, like, my mom was like, what if they catch you? I'm like, then I'll pay the $16 for the ticket, and I'll say, sorry, I just wanted to watch this movie. Here's $16 anyway. That's, yeah, that's just my parents always like telling me to like not ever do anything wrong, so I would get super stressed. <laughs> that was my own teenage rebellion, so that's how I got my kicks. Go. I wish I at least did that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that post post pandemic. Yeah, sneak <laughs> into some movies. It's much harder now. <laughs> Is it? They have assigned seating now. Oh, you're right. That's why I see. I don't do this, but if I were to do this, I would look up tickets, if see I did what's it. not sold, uh-huh. and then sit there. Oh, see, that's good. But you never know when you get there. That ticket, that seat could be sold. Right. I probably just faint. Sleep. <laughs> I just go to sleep. You pretend you're asleep. Yeah, you're yeah. like, sir. That's pretty good, actually. That's a good strategy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, survival instinct. Like, play dead, you know? It's not fight or flight. It's just sleep is the other <laughs> one in there. Fight, flight, or sleep. When the apex predator comes by, a.k.a. a concession guy, <laughs> concession worker, yeah. it's like, hey, please he leave. Care. And you yeah. go, oh, where am I? Slip him five bucks, Michael Corleone style. Oh, yeah, yeah. don't be narc, bro. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Trying to sit Come here on, and uh, eat popcorn. Mm, yeah. Do you want to know who I am? I'm Jose. <laughs> I'm Jose Barra. Have I'm you heard the franchise? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guest, finally. <laughs> finally, 67 episodes in. Yeah. That's it's pretty 66. close. Yeah, you're really close. I think I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. Wow. My, that's how my brain works. Yeah. Mm. I'm um, a savant. <laughs> <laughs> Jose Ibarra. <laughs> oh, wait, Connor almost drowned in his own shows. liquor. I was about to give him the Hyman Roth. <laughs> Hyman Newberg? <laughs> I was about to give him What does that even mean? <laughs> you say the, the Heimlich. Heimlich. Oh, okay. The Hyman. The versus Hyman. Just three guys talking about Godfather and, and Hymans. This is great. Five star Okay, podcast. one question I had for you guys. Yes. If they were to bring back or do a remake of The Godfather, mm-hmm. who's playing Vito and who's playing Michael? Oh, fuck. Uh, this is tough because before we get into this, I just want to say that Robert De Niro is so good. Oh, so <laughs> like it's like how many times did he watch the first movie to like just nail every single thing Marlon Brando did? Right. Like, it's like not that the performance requires a lot of like emotiveness, right? Mm-hmm. But. That's what Vito is. You yeah. Know? But it's just like all the little ticks and everything. He just does it mm-hmm. so well. I'm like, okay. Like, I always forget how thin Robert De Niro was, too. Like, <laughs> what was? Wow. Well, I don't know. I feel like he He's filled like out. He, he, he looks. Man. No, come on. I'm talking about like in other movies, right? He looks more filled out. Like, like he looks like different. Like, he looks just so rail thin in this. He looks pretty good in yeah, the intern. Nancy Myers' is intern. He looks great Shout in those. I'm like, he parents, looks awesome in those. It got to the <laughs> point where I'm like, I like him looking like that more so than I like Look, him. if you want to have a war with Grandpa, we're going to defend him, okay? <laughs> I don't. I'm saying like, I like him in that state better than rail skinny, because I thought he, he looked weird. Didn't he have sex with Aubrey Plaza in a movie? Oh, did he? I like, don't know. Bad about grandpa. That. I feel like something. bad grandpa is right. No, bad grandpa's Johnny Knoxville. He did a. Oh no! Bad. Wait. Uh, something. Ugly grandpa. grandpa. Ugly. Ugly. Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's gonna be on my. That's gonna be on my driver's license. Just ugly. Jose Barra. <laughs> Class two. Ugly grandpa. 
I'm going to kill that. I saw a license plate today at CVS that just said Hollywood Girl, like in acronyms. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, Ooh. like Hollywood kind of stinks. Like, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, like, th- that's that's an, somebody that's not from L.A. Yeah. yeah. That's somebody from Man- Montana. Dirty grandpa, not ugly Dirty grandpa, grandpa not ugly. <laughs> hey, what can you say? I'm, I'm ugly. I'm the ugly grandpa. What are you going to do? <laughs> We're not shallow here on the franchise. No, we... Another Zach, we off, Zach Efron... Um, Classic. Joint. Yeah. <laughs> joint? <laughs> yeah, another a Zach Efron joint. That's what it it's says. Not, yes. What's that other movie has? It, it's not 30 under 30. It's like 30 again or like seven, seven, 17 again. That's what it's 17, called. It's pretty much 13 going on 30. Yeah, Ooh. it's exactly that. Yeah. Man, we are going so far off the topic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I was talking about how good Robert De Niro is, but you were saying who would ca- who would you cast as Vito Corleone? Sidebar. Yes. <laughs> it's not even I sidebar. did, in my notes, I did write... Shout out casting because yeah. young Vito mm-hmm. looks like Robert De Niro. Absolutely. Plays it so well. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Vito and Michael, I, I don't, I was thinking somebody like Tom Hardy, mm. but I don't know if that's too on the nose. Mm. It's a very British man, too. I think he's too, like, yeah. bulky. Yeah, he's too, really buff. What I about, mean, like, Adrian Brody? Yeah, Brody um, could do it, maybe. He's too wistful, I think. Maybe well, Michael. Nero's really wistful in that, though, too. He's, he's like, real Will thin. Will Arnett? Yeah. Will Arnett. <laughs> what about... Uh... You got this, Tyler. <laughs> dig deep. Dig deep. Bobby Cannavale. <laughs> Bobby oh, Cannavale. No. Did you just type in famous Italian No, actors? no. I had that in my head. I had that in my head. I looked up Italian-American actors. First thing, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Sylvester Stallone, Joe mm. Pesci. They're all, They're all really old. John Travolta. No. Uh, is Le- I, I've never seen Leonardo DiCaprio being in a very Italian movie. Maybe is The Departed. A, his name yeah. is extremely Italian. Maybe The Departed. But, but like The Departed is more Boston than it is Italian. And he's yeah. old, too. He's yeah. like 40-something. Nicolas Cage. He's a Coppola. He is a Coppola. Coppola. He could be Vito. Oh, he'd be the wildest Vito. I would love <laughs> to see be, Nick I, Cage's Vito. I'd like him as Sonny. Yeah. yeah that makes like you're wild. But he's too old now. Yeah. Yeah. Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito. DeVito. He's already named. Oh, my yeah. God. You're right. Danny DeVito, DeVito. Corleone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> Just in full penguin garb. Who <laughs> else? I don't know. It's really hard. Ray Romano. <laughs> it's it's interesting because like Martin Scorsese has cast Ray Romano in a few things. And it's like right. and uh what's Sebastian Maniscalco, I, I I if I'm not mistaken, is in The Irishman. He's so mm. funny. I think Ray uh, Romano's like fun. Comedian, oh, okay. I thought that. you were gonna say in the Irishman. Like I thought you were making like a dry <laughs> no, 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 joke, no, no, no. but yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, he's good, but like, no, so who am I kidding? Tom Hardy would be perfect because yeah. he he mumbles all the time. Right. <laughs> he could, he would definitely do character work of just picking and up. Then like, why don't we instead of a, instead of a cat, he'd pick up like a whole aquarium and like yeah. be petting it. Then why like, don't we go Venom. The, then let's go the extra mile. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Michael. No, I think he could do it. JGL could be definitely oh. at least Fredo or something. I think he'd be a great good Fredo. Yeah, Fredo. I, I Fredo. got a great story about JGL. Ooh. Ooh. is this is this gonna go on Mike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was on set. This was preset. So I went to go see Godfather 1 and Godfather 2 back to back at the New Bev. Ooh. And then we were going to meet up with Chad. Yeah. And so I park. I start walking to the theater. And then across the street, I see a guy with a Dodgers hat. <laughs> White guy. I probably didn't have my prescription updated by then. <laughs> 
And then I'm like, yo, Chad, one of our mutual friends. <laughs> he thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt was I Chad. I legit thought. And then he looks over. And then I'm like, why is he not coming over? He didn't hear me, obviously. <laughs> Chad, hey, we're here. And then he just keeps walking. Fast forward to we're inside the theater. I walk to the restroom. I see the guy with the Dodgers hat. It's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> And I'm like, what would you oh, do if like no. he turned around, took his hat, was like, I'm not fucking Chad, dude. <laughs> I'm Joseph Gordon Levitt. I'm a B-list actor. Oh, whoa! <laughs> I'm sorry, JJ. I'm sorry. Anyways, next week we're covering Don John. <laughs> next week we're covering Don John. Followed Star by Joe. 500 days of summer. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm so stressed sorry. out because I like him a lot. But, <laughs> but I also actor. get it. Yeah. 50-50. <laughs> he was good at 50-50. Yeah, he yelled yeah. that one time. I love time. that movie. Um, <laughs> much, that's my JGL story. Much mentioned yeah. Chad, much to his unawareness, he will be on here at some point. Yeah, we'll grab yeah. him for something. I remember for, he would want to do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something like that. He wants to do that. either Ninja Turtles or so uh, the sun, the Before trilogy. The Before? I don't even know that's what that is. Ch- really? Yeah. Before Sunrise. Before oh, sunset. before. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, that, Ethan Hawke and that one French lady. Yeah, that's going to be really Man. dull for me. All right. Wow. I, I mean, think I, he'd like it. Yeah, yeah. I think he would. It's, it's okay. very dialogue based. Okay. It's nothing but. Oh, I would love to do 28 Days Later as a franchise if they Ooh. ever made 28 Months Later. <laughs> I just like that as a title. Is there no like 28 Years Later? There's 28 Days Later and then 28 Weeks Later. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But there's no 28 months later and 28 years later. Oh. I would love for somebody else to make 28 months later and then I'll do, don't worry, I'll do 28 years later. Thank everybody. God. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be established. Long <laughs> established by then. That's my end into Hollywood is being like the fourth sequel to something. Right. I love. I, I also love that. I feel like we're all going to have one day some kind of story where like this is how like my big break inside the thing, which is going to be really fun. I mean, I won't mind doing more so in comic books, but. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I like. I like where I'm at. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Same. I think we're all in the midst of big breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you hung out with Ariana Grande. Did I? I mean, you, you, didn't you mic her or something like that? No, I mic'd up Zendaya. You mic'd up Zendaya. <laughs> that's what you did. That's cool. That's it. She's very famous right now. <laughs> yeah. I. So when I got my first vaccine, the lady was like, who's the most famous person you mic'd up? <laughs> but I was in so much stress about the vaccine. I couldn't come up with a name. I think I told her, uh, like, Allison Janney or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also that's all. I I would be like, wow, that's really cool. And then I literally told you, I couldn't think of like you mic'd up Zendaya. And I was Zendaya. Like, that would have been a good one, Zendaya. And none of this is NDA. Uh, no, no. <laughs> her name is an NDA. Like yeah. the fact that he mic'd her is an NDA. I feel like anything. Whatever. Let's just move on back to the movie. <laughs> Godfather. I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> Let's talk about Vito and uh, Michael instead. Sure, sure. Um, I think that when Vito, I know I'm jumping totally off course, but when Vito assassinates um, Don, oh man, what's his name? The first one, like Ciccio? Don Ciccio? Fanucci or something? No, the the one from Italy that killed, from Sicily, oh, that killed his brother. Oh, belly. right, yeah. yeah. He slices him up. Yeah, yeah. that scene is, is another, I just, there's so many good scenes in this mm-hmm. movie. That's like, so good. It's it's tough because it's like I don't want people to think that I just didn't like this movie. Like I think this movie is incredible, mm-hmm. but I still like the first one better because it's like it just feels tighter in a way. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're both like batting like ninety five percent. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, you're not diminishing one movie from it's the like other. It's like what they're am I doing? This one's A pluses. Yeah, it's just this which, one's still perfect. It's which yeah. kind of pacing do you prefer almost? Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he goes and like 
just guts the uh, Don who killed his mom and his, his dad uh, brother. and his brother. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, oh, man. And then there's just the shot of that Don. Um, what is his name? It's like Cicio. I think you're like Chicho or something like that. Chicho. Yeah. Or Chichi, Don Chichi. Don, that sounds about right. Yeah. Something like that. And um, he guts him, and then there's just a shot, like a single on on the Don, like just gutted in his chair. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm just like, summer vibes. <laughs> summer vibes. <laughs> 2021. He's just like laying in the sun with like a blade up yeah. his gut. Just like, Ketchup on his belly. I'm like, I'm going to... I'm going to yeah. turn this into a meme at some point. That's going to go on our TikTok. I'm <laughs> going to put that on TikTok, which I tried to post on Instagram today, and it says, like, I couldn't post it because of the song. What? And I'm just like, isn't that what TikTok is, though? Like, yeah, I don't literally, right just to song, song after song after song. You literally posted Making My Way Downtown with Mortal Kombat. Isn't that transformative Jeez, enough? <laughs> isn't that transcendent enough? I don't know. I, th- I thought that was tra- transcendent. <laughs> Maybe that is the term. <laughs> both. Both. It transformed me as a person. I know who I am now. I'm a fan cam maker. <laughs> I'm gonna make a fan cam after this with a after this record of King Kong Ooh. in Godzilla versus Kong nice. to the song to the beat of All Star. Oh, good. That'll oh. be good. That's very Tyler of you. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Have you seen Godzilla versus Kong, Jose? No. He wakes you, up. So I was gonna watch that yeah. instead of Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't on HBO Max anymore. What? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah I was only, like, ah, oh, they took it off. Yeah, it's only there for like a month, and then yeah. they take it off. Oh, that's stupid. Because of like licensing reasons. Nah. That's why I watched Mortal Kombat like the first three minutes of Mortal Kombat <laughs> Godzilla before versus... my PlayStation crashed. <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong starts off like Shrek, where he just like wakes up from a nap and like it's like basically equivalent to him like knocking down an outhouse. It is, oh, and okay. don't they play some like they play some old man song when he's like waking up? I don't know. What have I uh, yeah, become? They, they play Johnny hurt. Cash? They don't play <laughs> no. Johnny Cash. dirt, and he's just smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Big cigarette. He's just launching. It's shooting a giant syringe full of heroin into his <laughs> monkey arm. Jesus Christ! <laughs> There's a lot of editing you have to do with this episode, Connor. I don't yeah. think that was that bad. <laughs> it's just using like a blanket instead of a belt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like watching this movie, should we take a break and then come back? No, we... let's quick three second break. All right. This is uh, the break where we originally intended to intermission. Go get um, we yeah, just like the movie. Yeah, we originally intended to go get uh, Portos, but uh, go support any of your local Cuban delis or restaurants. Yeah, why not? While we talk about Godfather Part Two. Yeah, in my notes. One thing I did want to mention is I wrote in a quotations, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Michael does say that. My big gripe about that, because I was trying to think, what are the things that I don't like about this movie? Mm-hmm. One of them is when he's saying that line, the camera isn't even on him. Like they're showing, what's his name? Patton Jelly. Yeah. The mm-hmm. other guy. Yeah. They're showing his close up while Michael gives this classic classic line and it's like what was it out of focus what <laughs> happened yeah like i know you're trying to get the impact or the reaction of the other guy but this mm-hmm. is such a classic line you can't show michael for one second <laughs> yeah there's like it's, it's interesting looking back like on quotes and stuff like that from a movie and then you go back and look at the actual visual of it yeah it's just like oh that wasn't even there like it was just the quote 
right. but it was on somebody else. And like mm-hmm. I noticed, like, like this is really stupid, and I just talked about it. Incredibly stupid, but I just did a fan cam for Kano <laughs> from Mortal Kombat 2021. I, I saw that on Instagram. <laughs> and some of the <laughs> some of the lines he said. I'm not trying to plug it, but also go check it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> some of the lines he Instagram. says. Instagram.com/slash. Some of the best franchise. Li- some of the lines he says are like on other characters when he says like "suck my sack" and stuff like that. I'm just like uh, all of his lines. It's just like they just need extra footage of just like him saying that. Because, yeah, right. But it's like that's also just like it's 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 a uh, Lily would probably have a better perspective on this because she's an editor. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's just like cutting to the other person and seeing a reaction to them and, like, get that. But it's just, like, some of the lines are just, like, pretty good. Like, right. in terms of just being, like... I mean, obviously, the lines in Godfather Part Two are much better than in Mortal Kombat 2021. <laughs> well, suck my sack that, is up there hopefully. with keep your friends close. I mean, did Michael Corleone ever say uh, suck my sack to anybody? I don't think so. I think you need to suck my sack. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's just so many... This movie's just even more dense than the last one. It's I think we true. need to we it's need to like talk about a few good. characters. Let's talk, about, let's talk about Cuba. Well, let's just go to Cuba. Just the whole sequence, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's a lot of like Hyman Roth stuff. Yeah. Like, how do you guys feel about his character? I like him. I think he's an interesting villain for Michael. Somebody who want who like tries to trick him into thinking he's a father figure when Mike is like, I have one father figure and he's dead and you can right. die too. One thing I liked is that the first, like, the initial meeting that Michael has with Hyman Roth's guys, like his little goons, mm-hmm. they give him an orange. Mm. And then it's like, oh, oranges are bad because Godfather won. Oranges are bad. Everybody's eating oranges in this movie. Like, they appear just, so it's often. nothing but. Like, and that's one thing I noticed. Is so they give him the orange. Michael rejects it. And then he immediately kicks Tom Hagen out of the room. Mm-hmm. Even though Tom, you know he's the voice of reason. I think Michael knows he's walking into something that he shouldn't be. Like he should just back out, but he is so ruthless that he's like, "There is no, there is no way that I can lose this. I'm gonna go in, win, and that's the end because mm-hmm. I'm the Godfather." And that's one thing that I noticed. He he went against every single voice of reason that he could have, and just like plowed through and said, "I'm gonna." Do what I want to do. Yeah, and he and he he wrecks he wrecks everybody. Yeah, I forget that that's a thematic thing with the Godfather, like the oranges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's also a parallel when when uh, it's the Vito flashback and he picks up an orange from mm-hmm. the grocery from like the market guy. Yeah, he's right. just like, oh, don't pay me at all. Like, don't worry about it. And then right. Vito's yeah. like, oh, like come to me, come talk to me, because that is like my favorite to you for giving me this orange and mm-hmm. everything. And it's like mm-hmm. that's also. When Vito got shot, and it's also when Vito died. Mm-hmm. All right. oranges. But yep. I guess I was thinking more literally because oranges were much, like, rarer back in the day. Like, maybe mm-hmm. less so in New York, but, like, there's also in this... It's either this movie or the or or the last one. I can't remember which one. I think it's this one, but it's just like, oh, what do you got there? I forget. It's, like, somebody else. It's like, what do you have there? And he's mm-hmm. just like, oh, it's an orange from Miami. Ooh. No, I brought this as a gift. And yeah, that's like, this one. Yep. Okay, yeah. thanks. And it's like citrus was something that you would put in Christmas stockings mm-hmm. in like mm. back in the day. Because that's so it funny because my mom still does that. Oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah. At the end of all our Christmas stockings, me and Grayson have always gotten a tangerine or, or an orange. What is that from? Do you know? 
You know, I don't I've really know. It's just an, always been a thing. But like now hearing you say that, it was yeah. like literally a thing that was like in the bottom of stockings. It's wow. kind of just like American culture because it's like a treat. Like in the, like, mm-hmm. the olden days. Like it's like, hard to come by. Yeah, because it's like it was mainly uh. from Florida, I guess, you know, as time went by, like more California as well. Mm-hmm. But like it's like, oh, here's like a Florida orange. Like and like right. even Disney World and stuff like yeah. that from what i know is like more focused on oranges and stuff like that. Yeah, I wonder like, if she knew that. That's so trippy to me. I'm sure she did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a tradition kind of thing, Yeah, you know? That's cool. Wow. <laughs> Cuz now you can just get them anywhere. You can get them anywhere. Yeah, you but can that, get that's any so fun. vegetable or fruit from the from the grocery store and just thinking back to in like in California. Yeah. But like mo- other states are, it's harder to come by, but here we just have access to everything. Mm-hmm. Avocados and everything. Yeah. Like that's like yeah. In Florida, that was known as an alligator pear. <laughs> an alligator. <laughs> like originally. An avocado? Yeah. And everyone's like, don't call it that. <laughs> yeah. avocado. I don't know. That sounds fun to me. Alligator pear. Alligator pear. <laughs> some some white some dude guac. calling it. Oh, I'm going to call it alligator pear. That's smart. <laughs> it's It's got shells. Yeah. I mean, I like it. hard skin like gator. <laughs> <laughs> Must have guac. Gator guac. Gator guac. <laughs> it's in the guac. So yeah, Cuba. So, yeah, so Cuba, Cuba. Um, they eat so many Cubanos. <laughs> they eat so many Cubanos. They go to so many fun shows. There's a man who they keep calling Superman. And he's got a large. got a big old dick. Big old. Is that why? That's, yeah. I, I assume that I, was why. Because he's like pulling his like his robe open, and then the senator, the Vegas senator, mm-hmm. is like, whoa, where'd you find this place or something? And then Fredo's like, they call him Superman. Ha ha. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, it's like Fredo's way more in the vein of like Havana and like all that stuff. Like he, it's tough because like it looks like Michael is just taking advantage of him in some points because like Fredo does have a lot of knowledge of things that Michael doesn't. He just he he's the entertainment but, he's the entertainment person like that's his job to show everybody a good time so it makes yeah. sense that he maybe takes the job slightly seriously and is like invested in the culture or like the scene of wherever he is like he is really good at what he does but he's also like easily manipulative yeah manipulated. like manipulated yeah. he's yeah. he's weak he's like yeah. good hearted he's weak he wants respect he doesn't mm-hmm. have it so he's just easily manipulated yeah if he wasn't so. Like, if he didn't desire respect or, like, probably what he sees as... And then, like, someone's off, oh, something's in it for you if you do this for us, which is, I guess, the vaguest thing in the world. Right. If he was just kind of satisfied, he'd probably be just really, really good at his job of, like, just showing people around. Just his job literally in the family, literally being to just take people out in the town and have fun. (laughs) Yeah, he even says that later. It's just, like... Up to the point where he's just like, Fredo, take people to the airport. Like he's like something he's very upset about. Yeah, it's like right. seems so menial to him. Mm-hmm. But that's what he's really good at. He's a face, like but, literally. But Michael just doesn't recognize that. Either doesn't recognize it or doesn't communicate. I mean, he's obviously a very like terrible communicator. Yeah, I feel like it's a little column A, a little column B with that. Like he yeah. knows probably Fredo serves a purpose, but he's not gonna be he's never gonna say, like, Fredo, of course you're important. Like yeah. You're the guy that gets everybody situated. You're the setup. Like, like I'm the punch. Incredibly two faced to the point where he goes and like, um, like reconciles with him. Mm-hmm. At least it seems after after his sister Connie like asks him to. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then he still has him assassinated. It's just yeah. like, what kind of shitty thing is that? Like, well, he always said, "I'm gonna after mom dies, I'm going to kill him." <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, but like, why? Like, I think it's just by then he lost like. All his morality. He's mm-hmm. not the godfather in the Vito Corleone sense. He's very much like his own man. Yeah. 
He's and become it's the just devil. It's a different time. It's a, it's a different time. He's not meeting with, like, so Vito meets with people and then he helps them out. He runs errands for them. And then Michael's only meeting with big, big guys, like mm-hmm. Vegas guys, government guys. He's not granting favors to the local like, yeah, that's true. man on the street. He's tricking senators. <laughs> He's tricking senators. And it's Michael's playing chess against himself in a sense. Yeah, because he clears the board of any opponent every single yeah. chance he gets. Yeah, and Tom Hagen's like, why do you want to kill everybody? And Michael's like, I don't want to kill everybody. I just want to kill my enemies. And yeah. It's just like, right. he's going like, to just keep killing people because he's yeah. going to keep finding enemies. Yeah, like the natural, yeah, yeah there's something, the natural thing to that is like, well, when does it stop? Right. <laughs> and it never will. And, and it never yeah. will, yeah. Every, he, he would just keep doing it. He's like, I don't like you. I don't know, you're my enemy. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. Yeah, he's just much, he's... Like there's, I w- I almost wish there was like a more self-reflective scene at some point in this movie, but he just keeps going on and. You on don't feel like, like he has that when like after Fredo dies and he just looks like so upset out the window, like I he's mean, just like, what the fuck am I at this point? It's to the point where he's sitting in the chair, kind of like the Don is that, mm-hmm. that Vito kills. Yeah, know? but it's like his, like what do you do at that point? You just either keep living or you kill yourself in a way, like mm-hmm. because of how terrible things he's done. Like I mean. Tom Hagen says to Pentangeline, mm-hmm. like the whole thing with like the Roman generals or whatever. It's yeah. just like, oh, like you show face by like in protect your family by killing yourself. It's like, man, mm-hmm. all this stuff is incredibly dark. But it it's really just is. like yeah. there's it's just at a point where it's like Michael is completely unsalvageable. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen Godfather Part Three, so I'm very interested to see what happens. But it's just like he hits his wife and everything, and like right. and then his kids are in the next scene mm-hmm. with him, and it's just like he's just like he literally doesn't even like absolute he, descent into hell, yeah. you know. He, yeah. he says like you won't take my kids from me, and she literally can't in like a really creepy right. way. And he, yeah, and he even says like you don't think that I would use everything in my power in my being to stop you from doing that? Like I'm literally the star in Godfather too. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have my own trailer. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Yeah, like it, I'm not gonna let you take my kids away. Yeah, and, and it's the, brutal and it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, but and in that's the actual sense, he, in the actual sense, if she even did, he'd just have her killed. Like that's how she like she knows. Like he's merciless. Yeah, like he do it. I don't think that that's the life that 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 is the life that Michael has created and forced upon everybody else. That that yeah. isn't life inherently. No, you know? no, like, of course not. he made his own horrific hell world. Right, and that's why it's like, so upsetting. Like, do you think Vito would ever do those things? Absolutely like, not. To his wife, like no, but it's just a different time too like that's one thing that i was stuck on is would Vito have acted in the same way michael did i don't think but it's also the times are different like do you imagine yeah. Vito in a congress like court session or do you imagine Vito talking to his wife post like abortion it, it just I, seems like a different time too like, in my mind brain michael I was the bad guy for the time that he was in I'm I, not giving him a free pass. No, yeah, but, but it's just like he reacted accordingly to the time that he was yeah, in. I, I could, mean, that makes I could, sense. I could see honestly Vito being in like being questioned by Congress and him just being very, very aloof the entire time. Like Michael is like, I have evidence. How dare you? Michael goes on that road. Like this is right. an insult to me. Like right. for an upstanding, so Vito would just be so aloof. I'm like, this is just uh, this is whatever, and he'd like leave midway mm-hmm. through and like, where are you going? I mean, it's the same thing with probably all of our, like, parents or, like, the past generation, too, where it's just, like, maybe they'll give advice about something that just isn't a reality anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
it's still good to like I mean not directly to that scene I'm think I guess I'm thinking more about Godfather Part One where um, Don Corleone or Vito is talking to to Michael about the things when 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 Vito's retired you know it's just like oh do this and all this and stuff like that like mm-hmm. you can't stop thinking about the job and it's just like I don't know I've experienced several times where my like parents um, are just like oh like this is what you should do in this situation and it's right. just like my job is completely different from what yours was like. <laughs> like just I go knock on doors, Tyler. Yeah, yeah. literally. How hard is it? My grandfather got a job at City Hall when he came back from World War II or whatever, and like <laughs> that was his job for the rest of his life. Right. You know, like, right. It's just like so completely different. It's, it's just like different. not that my parents are like that, but it's still a generation removed. Like things mm-hmm. are oh, yeah. different. So it's like oh, yeah. that's a really good perspective that you said, Jose, about Michael. It's just like. He's much more evil than Vito mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, but it's also a different world. So yeah, the right. different world, like it's it's like that um, escalation thing where the different laws, the different things in Vito's time, you rustle, you ruffle up a few people and right. you bribe a few senators, and it's it's easy in that sense. And this time you have other criminals. You have to like kill, 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 kill to like consolidate and keep your place at the top of the hill. Otherwise someone else is going to take your place. Right. And Vito, or not Vito, Michael embodies that perfectly of just being like, I am here to stay. I will do whatever it, I have to to protect my quote-unquote family, even though there's nobody left of his family by the end right. of this movie. It's it's very much Breaking Bad mm-hmm. in that sense, where it's like, you, you're not doing this for them anymore. Yeah. And I kind of wish that Michael did have that reckoning, where he realizes, hey, this isn't for them. This is for me. Yeah. Like, uh, did you see the ending of Breaking Bad, Jose and Tyler? Yeah, I did. I definitely didn't. We talked about this last right, season. Right, right. Last I, season, wow, last can, episode. Can I spoil it? Can I yeah, spoil it for you with a line? It's fine. Spoilers. Spoiler alert <laughs> for Breaking Bad, people. In, in the end skip. of Breaking Bad, when he when he confronts Skylar, his wife, for the last time in this like tiny, sad little apartment, mm-hmm. he he says to her, where she's like, do you want like why I did this? And she's like, I don't want to hear why you did this. And he was like, or why or how? And he's like, I did it for me. I liked it. Like, I loved it. I was really good at it. Mm-hmm. And I'd do it again. And it's just like he ha- he has that moment that he has that moment of, of like four four or five seasons of character growth. Where yeah, where he he he's so self aware that that he admits to what he did and for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. But like Michael doesn't have that because he's so ruthless. Yeah, exactly. Mike is such so he's so cold and devoid of anything that he's just like, no, what I am doing is is right and right and fine. He. I so like I said I haven't seen three either, Tyler. So maybe maybe have you seen three? Yes. Jose? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you say never, then wah, we're probably wah, never gonna. Wah, wah, we're gonna watch. Wah, wah, wah. We're gonna watch Coda instead of three because just I watch, hear it's a little better. Like, I don't know. <laughs> just watch. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to say anything because it's just so disheartening. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, I hear oh. it's a big drop down. Yeah. But it's spe- I. One thing I would say, like to set it up, is in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's a terrible movie. But when you're following up Godfather One, Godfather Two, yeah, it's hard to stay in the same tier. I bet that's one thing I would say. Mm-hmm. I For just, people to to crap on it like a hundred percent, it's like you have a hard, hard follow up game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just also look at um, Al Pacino looking like he's the <laughs> singer of Sugar Ray, Literally. and I'm just like, why? But it's, I'm like, I like it, but yeah. like in an ironic way. <laughs> yeah, it's very. Al Pacino in Sense of a Woman and Heat versus like Al Pacino in Godfather <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. There's a different, his agent 
did not do a good job mm-hmm. advising him. Mm-hmm. I wish we but. could cover Heat on this show, but it's not a franchise. Just do a one-off, man. Just got to wait for Jacob to make Heat 2, and we'll be all good. <gasps> good point. I, he's typing up that screenplay. Heat 2, Heater. 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 Hotter. <laughs> heat, heatest. Heat 2, Boiling. <laughs> Hottest Heat. Oh, it's, um, called, it's called Heat 2, Boiling Point. I, Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Direct a VHS. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I Blockbuster do. presents. <laughs> <laughs> Redbox presents nowadays. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot I, what age we were in. <laughs> I do want to say to the point of talking about Walter White and Skylar and everything, it's mm-hmm. like I still see to this day, it's less, but it's like still just a lot of like toxic dudes talking about like, oh, Skylar sucks. Like, no, she just sucks. It's like, I don't know, like, Walter White's a terrible man, he's like, no, he's garbage. a monster. And just giving shit to Anna Gunn, like, I know she had a movie where she was, like, trying to be kind of, like, not a mobster, but, like, she was, like, a woman in charge with, like, criminal stuff and everything. Mm-hmm. I forget what that movie's called. It's just, like, it's the same thing with, not the exact same thing, but it's the same, it's similar to with, like, we talked about in Godfather 1, but mm-hmm. Godfather 2 also, it's like, Jose, like you said, like, Mama Corleone, who we I never know her name because everyone calls her mama. Like she has right. like one line, and right. in the past, in the 1917 sequence, she's just in the kitchen most of the time. Yeah, like, and she yeah, also says, literally. "Nice rug." Yeah, <laughs> and it's and she she talks to the older woman who's like hotel's gonna be she's gonna be evicted from. Mm-hmm. It's like I get it from like a storytelling perspective. Like this is the story you want to tell, so I understand that. But I still want to see that. Like you're talking about recasting people earlier. Mm-hmm. It's like I said in this last episode too. It's like, oh, I love a miniseries from like different perspectives on mm-hmm. the same story. Right. You know? From like Connie and from like Mama, Mama. Corleone <laughs> and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's just uh it like I don't think it's intentional and that's almost like more of a problem in a way, but it's like it would be nice if some like I wouldn't mind a remake miniseries or something just to tell a different perspective on the story because the inherent story is so good in itself, you know? Right. Especially nowadays where it's harder to watch it, like sit down and watch a three hour movie. Yeah. Just give us like a 10 episode. Yeah. But we'll watch HBO. like a 10 episode mini series that amounts to like 10 hours like, long. They're bite size. Yeah. That's always been my thing where it's just like people are like to make like a straw man argument or whatever, <laughs> which I like to do sometimes <laughs> apparently, but it's just like, Oh, people will watch a 10 hour thing. Mm-hmm. but not a three-hour thing. Mm-hmm. It's because it's episodic, you know? Like, yeah. for some reason, it's just easier for people because they don't think... They don't rationalize it in the same way. And I'm not saying they shouldn't rationalize it in the same way, but... Uh, or I'm not saying they should, but it's just, like, a three-hour movie seems much more of a thing to get through than, it's like, a ten-hour show. Yeah, but ultimately, yeah. the point you're making, Jose, is it's probably, like, literally, it's, like, 45 minutes to an hour versus right. me sitting down for a full three-hour and 17-minute movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just to think. It's like you could probably cut Godfather into a miniseries if you just said like oh, yeah. end of episode. I, I remember reading how they had they like cut Godfather one and two into like an episodic back in like the nineties or oh, something. Wow. I don't know if I'd want to watch that though. Yeah. Um, Joseph mentioned that his mom had a VHS copy where it was one and two cut together. Yeah, I was looking into it, and it's like there was one for ABC where it was censored some parts That's so stupid. but then they had one later on so i don't know which one joseph had but both of them were like the two movies put together yeah and then everyone's like sonny you're such a pizza <laughs> we don't talk about part three like yeah <laughs> that never happened i'm very curious because like i want to know that drop off because like mm-hmm. these two are so good is tesla gonna be on three 
Is that who it is? Hopefully, yeah. She's planning on it. Oh, good. Yes, because I was gonna. She turned us around on Temple of Doom, yeah. so <laughs> I'm kind of eager to see what she has to say about this. She'll definitely like dive deep into being like all that stuff. Oh so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like Sofia Coppola. I just, I just feel like it's again, it's well, hard mean, like, to follow up Godfather one and two, mm-hmm. especially for all the, like the fan nerds and all that <laughs> that are obsessed with like everyone went to the movies and their Tommy guns and fedoras. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you saying you like Sofia Coppola in the sense of the movie or in three? I don't, I don't want to jump into three. <laughs> But okay, yeah, it's a good point. Just wet your beak a little bit. Just, this yeah. is the thing that I always say with uh, this podcast is like the guests just do a much better job at the podcast than I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't want to get it to one or three, but I think three gets a lot of unnecessary hate. Mm-hmm. But it's also it's hard to make a movie after Godfather one and two. It's true. You're just unless it's perfect. Yeah, even like Return of the Jedi, it's like a lot of people say it's not as good as one and two and right. stuff like that. I love Return of the Jedi. Same. Uh, me too. That's my probably. It's either my favorite Star Wars or second favorite Star Wars. So what's his name? Frank Frank V. Gotso, I think his name is, who plays Pentangeline. He is so fun in this movie. Oh, he's movie. great. Yeah. This first re- the the re- reveal of his character is him just drunkenly drinking out of a hose at the <laughs> wedding. I'm just like, yeah, that's me. Trying that's- to get sober real quick. Yeah, just real quick. Give me that hose water. He has one of those guys who has like a great voice. It's like that really gravelly kind yeah. of thing. And it's just, it's so, his character arc is so wild because for a while I thought, like, did he betray? So there's still stuff I need to hash out, like, just plot wise. Did he betray um, Michael at all or was it all Hyman Roth? And he just thought it was. Because so, why does Pentangeline, like, why does Frank, uh, Tom Hagen convince him to kill himself and everything? So, like, I'm under the impression that Hyman Roth tried to kill Michael because Michael killed Mo Green. Mm-hmm. Yes, because he even tells that whole like he Mo tells Green. that story monologue. Yeah, story but if about you're it. gonna kill a guy, you're not gonna say Hyman Roth says goodbye or <laughs> says hello. No, yeah, he's gonna say a different name. Well, don't they say Luca Brasi sleeps with the fishes in the first one? Well, yes. that's straightforward. Hy- Hyman Roth is not mm-hmm. straightforward. Yeah, so he the guy that tries to choke out pants Pantangeline, yeah, Pantangeline says Michael Corleone says hello. Mm-hmm. And then they fail that murder attempt because the cop walks in. Yes. And so when he comes back. And they're like, not inside here. Not inside. <laughs> and that's a great scene because yeah. then it's like a shootout. Mm. And then that guy from Rocky gets shot <laughs> and overacts. <laughs> There's two Rocky actors in this? I don't remember his name, but I'll, I'll point him out next time we watch it. Speaking of that, I know I'm jumping ahead, Go but Harry Dean Stanton plays an FBI agent with no lines in this movie. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's he's right behind Pentangeline at the uh, at the uh, Senate trial. He's the, he's the FBI agent just sitting right behind huh. him to the left. Oh, wow. And I'm like, that's Harry Dean Stanton. Right. <laughs> Is he going to have a character? It's like, no. It's like, oh, this was right before he like had a lot a more roles. And I'm like... That's cool. Like that. That's just a credit you could have. It's just like just the name alone. Godfather. Too. Yeah. It's like yeah, I was in that movie. What'd you do? Don't worry about it. Don't worry. About it. But sorry, go ahead with um the guy from Rocky and being assassinated. Yeah. So he dies, and then Pentangeline survives. So when he wakes up, he said he he's obviously gonna remember. Oh, the guy that tried to kill me said Michael Corleone says goodbye or hello. Hello. Yeah. So he's under the impression that Michael tried to kill him. Hmm. And so that's why he helps the FBI, and then he okay. goes on trial. So Hyman Roth set them all up. Yeah. Yes. He's quite the mastermind. But Michael knows all along. 
And so that's why it's like Michael's playing chess, like 3D chess, mm-hmm. because he knows Hyman Roth is trying to kill him. And that's why he tells Pentangeline, hey, give up your businesses because I want Harmon, Hyman Roth to think that we're cool. Like, we're still good. And then... <laughs> I'm just hearing the dog. Yeah, he's playing downstairs. I, I can yeah. hear that downstairs, listener. But there's just a dog toy because of... <laughs> just my my little boxer puppy yeah. named Phoebe. She's cute. Jose and Grayson's new dog. Mm-hmm. Our new dog. But yeah, I think that's why he turns on him because he realizes that Michael killed him, mm-hmm. but he didn't. No. Try to kill him, and then they get Michael's or they get his brother to come from Sicily. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Why'd that make him flip? I was, it, was it like a hostage situation kind of deal? Yeah. Or like we have your brother and we'll kill him? That was my thought. In that, like, I was like at first, it's like he it was just like felt like he didn't want to do anything wrong in front of his brother. But I'm like, oh, maybe they're just like the fact that they brought him here, there. There was a, like a threat that they would assassinate. Yeah, him. but but, but and then I, but then he's I, so, go ahead. Go I, was, I was saying, but then he's just so happy to kill himself in in the end for the family. Right. I I was under the impression that it was more so like. I think it. I think it's in the first one where they talk about how there's like a changing of the guard, mm-hmm. where people are just giving in to the FBI, becoming informants to save time on sentences. Mm-hmm. Like they're not playing by the quote unquote rules of the game. And if you get arrested, you go to jail, you sit quiet in the cell for ten years, and then you come out because mm-hmm. that's the life you chose. Yeah. Where in this, it's it's like. Oh, Pan- Patangeline is gonna snitch on Michael. Let's bring his brother out, and then he's gonna see his brother and realize, oh, this isn't the game. I'm not playing by the rules. Mm. I'm not gonna let my family down, and I'm not gonna say anything. That's why he flips. That makes sense. And then he, the guy, literally shows up, <laughs> sits in a chair, and then goes back to Sicily. Yeah, because yeah. it. it's like you're not gonna turn on your family. At the end yeah. of the day, you're still family. Mm-hmm. You just got caught up, and you're going to serve the rest of your life in prison. Mm-hmm. It's That's really, what I thought. It's really brutal, too, because he's living in the old Corleone compound. And yeah. it's like, the yeah. fact that it's the same place, it's like, that's such a great disrespect to want to kill that the man that you're living in, his old house. And, like, right. the whole scene with Michael is like, my father taught me a lot of things uh, in this room, this very room that we're in. Yeah. I remember that, my father's desk was right here. It's just like yeah. that whole scene. I'm like, yeah, what are you doing, potentially? And, like, this is... Like you don't trust this man, but like all half the assassinations in this movie are because nobody trusts each other. That felt that whole They're scene felt really really powerful to me just in general because uh, maybe I told this on the podcast before, but uh, one Christmas a few years back, we had this couple knock on our door, and they were the uh, old family who used to live in um, my family home where my mom lives now, and they were like, "Hey, this is like super weird, but like we were in the neighborhood, and can we like." look we just like can i just the the guy was like can i just like come inside like this was like where i grew up can i like can i come inside we just saw it and i thought i'd take a chance and ask if i could like just look at look inside one more time Mm -hmm. and i was like i kind of looked him up and down he was with a woman and i was like i was i was like yeah sure yeah you can come take them it wasn't i could take them it it was (laughs) i was i was just like i was like i I believe you like right 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 like why would you lie about like why would you lie yeah and then they both come inside and immediately the man is emotional and he's like walking around the house being being like this is where this was like this like room right here like oh my god it's so beautiful like but like Mm -hmm. like this is where like our den was like these stairs oh my god him just like walking around the, the downstairs area just being like oh my god you made this home so beautiful but like like this is where this used to be this is where that used to be it just made me really like 
Michael having that little thing of like the room is so different that Pincelli makes as opposed to where um the old office was that Vito had. And so I was like, yeah, that's probably a very emotional experience in general, seeing like a place you know knew so well change so dramatically. Yeah, it just means different. Mm-hmm. Like, a different like a different meaning to that room. Exactly. Yeah, especially someone like Michael is like so family like focused mm-hmm. like, because mm-hmm. he was raised and like bred that way. Like even the last scene um tom's like where michael reveals that he like joined the uh, marines and everything and tom Hagen's right. like your father and i have like have talked about you much like we have he has like great plans for you mm-hmm. he's like he has great plans for me for my life you yeah. know and mm-hmm. right. but michael just absorbed completely that mm-hmm. whole atmosphere so it's true but yeah that's also the plot of the ben affleck film surviving christmas <laughs> Where he goes to live. Have you seen this movie, Connor? No. He goes to live in the family house that he like grew up in, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not very funny, <laughs> but is it's it a rehab? comedy. Is it rehab for Ben Affleck? Oh kind no! Of- <laughs> I don't want to speak poorly of of, oh, yeah. of Ben in case he comes on the show. Yeah, yeah. I like him. <laughs> yeah, he wrote Goodwill Hunting. Despite he gets a pass yeah. no, just not even that. Just like okay, so Lily, like okay, I'll, <laughs> I need to ask her if this is okay. But on her screensaver on her phone is uh, Ben Affleck dropping all the uh, all, <laughs> all the, the Dunkin', Dunkin Donuts, Donuts. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> and she's like, this is like my inner energy so much. And I'm like, shout yep. out Dunkin' Donuts, man. Shout out Dunkin' Free Donuts. Coffee's on Mondays. Oh, <laughs> um, so I just. We both have a soft spot for Ben Affleck. That's understandable. Yeah, I have a soft spot for Duncan. So, but it's also ridiculous to have a soft spot for someone who makes millions of dollars a year. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we gotta have somebody, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta have. Somebody. You gotta have some millionaire that you look up to, I guess. Yeah, you gotta be we, we live to in America. Somebody. We live in America, after all. Is it Pentangeline or Pentangeli? I don't know. It's too late at this point. Yeah. But I do like that he goes, Michael told me this, Michael told me that, and then, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he just, like, does a really bad job at, like, convincing anybody at the court. He's like, you right. have a signed affidavit and everything. Everyone's like, he's like, I don't know. That's I, what happened. I feel like he was yeah. trying to make people laugh. Like, the audience has yeah. laughed a couple times at other people. And he's, like, trying to make them yeah. laugh. And everyone's just, like, stone silent. Like, what <laughs> yeah. is happening? He's like, oh, oh, that? Oh, that, that. I worked in the olive oil business with his father <laughs> right. 40 years ago. That, That's all that was. Like, he's just so good at that. <laughs> mm, it was great. That whole scene made me, I was like, I don't know how Michael's going to get out of this. Like, geez right. Louise. It's like, you're stuck. You're sunk. Yeah. And then, and then that all turns around. I was like, that lucky, lucky son of a bitch. I... I don't know if I would do if I was him. I'd probably be like, you're, you're set for life. You don't have to kill yourself. I'll find a way to make sure you're all good. I do have one question, though. Is that how any of you eat an orange when Michael is taking a bite out of, like, one exposed skin? Oh, no, that was insane. That's just, he's like, by then he's lost every ounce of humanity. <laughs> like, he is an animal. Yeah. Okay. Because I was confused. I'm like, wait, have I been eating oranges wrong this whole time? <laughs> no. Because he's I'm like, I kind of like want to. I kind of want to eat orange like that, where you like suck out the marrow of the orange, like he's doing. No, you don't want to do that. Oh, okay. You know that just made me think of. I saw that new um, Pinocchio movie, that Italian one. You watched it? Yeah. I forgot. That's that's probably should have been my what's news. But like, there's one of the scene where the guy who plays the fox is like. They're like devouring this like whole like roasted chicken. And he's like one of them's like sucking on the bones like, and he's like, "There's marrow inside." <laughs> like Pinocchio. <laughs> I was like, that just made me think of he's sucking the marrow out of an orange. 
<laughs> that movie's pretty weird, but watch it. It was fun. Man, what's that guy's name? He's uh, Roberto Benigni. Yeah. He's in this Pinocchio and the Pinocchio that he directed from wow. like is the early alive? 2000s. Yes, and he's wow. in two Pinocchio live action movies. Good for him, man. Yeah. Make he, that money. Make that Disney money. Yeah, he plays the fox in this one. I don't think it's Disney, though. <laughs> no, Make it's that not. that Pinocchio not money. Yeah. Turn your wooden money into real money. Yeah. Pinocchio <laughs> is such an asshole in that movie. <laughs> like, he's such a little shit. That sounds more like the original Pinocchio, yeah, probably. There's one part where someone's saying, Pinocchio. When it says, like, Pinocchio, and he's like, no, I'm going away. <laughs> I'm running away. He's like, Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> Who else do we have to talk to? I think we have to talk about the final scene, though. Yeah. Uh, not the final, but the uh, the flashback of the family dinner. Absolutely. Right. I'm down. Um, which apparently um, James Caan demanded to be paid the same amount that he got paid for the entire last movie <gasps> of course. for this scene. But then when I see the scene, I'm like, he's really good, though. Mm, he's <laughs> oh, good. yeah. He, he's very hot-headed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, have sunny, you seen you know? So Robert De Niro had auditioned to be Sonny in the original. Really? Have you seen that footage on YouTube? No. no. It's it's really good. It's just a different take. Like, he's not as aggressive. It's more so just like... That That is James Caan, though. He's just like too much. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just aggression. <laughs> right. Where Robert De Niro's kind of like aloof. Yeah. So it's... Mm-hmm. it's it, Like, you, you wonder, how are you going to be so aggressive? Where Sonny, you meet him and you know, oh, this guy's a little... Yeah, you know what he's about instantly. You also understand why he was the Don for like somewhat of like two days before he was killed. (laughs) Before he was assassinated, like way too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, but he's he's great in that scene, and he like even then he's like his temper is going up against Michael, Mm -hmm. and then uh, I think Tom Hagen. Everyone is their role. Like everyone plays their role in that final scene. And then they just fade to black. Or no, they don't fade to black, but they go to the other room to like say happy birthday to, to Vito, Vito. And right. then Mike's just sitting there. And then it fades from him sitting in the chair to him sitting in like the chair as like an older man, like the 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 dawn. Mm-hmm. And with that ring and just being like, like my life is garbage. And that's how that's when the movie ends and it fades to black. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> The beginning of that scene is really good because it's that mm. that transition that's memed all the time from Godfather One, where Vito, where Don Vito's uh, mustache turns into a tree. <laughs> like I like that meme a lot. But the beginning of that scene is it's like um, Sonny just shows up in present day basically mm-hmm. because he's so big in the frame next to Michael, who I think is in a wide shot, sitting on the chair, if I'm not mistaken, or he's mm-hmm. looking out at the ocean. Yeah, at the sorry, at the lake, at Lake Tahoe, mm-hmm. and Sonny just shows up like full like it's just mm-hmm. obviously a different shot and then slowly transitions into that yeah. scene i'm like oh that's really powerful especially with sunny it's like mm. totally unexpected it just makes you think of just this is ghosts yeah. the whole thing is just mm-hmm. so like upsetting and sad and like it's pointy and great at saying i just seeing them be a family interact with each other again yeah after this whole movie it just being like the michael show and just seeing like right. they used to be a family it used to be something like this it was like their little camelot even if it was dysfunctional yeah, I mean, even Camelot was dysfunctional eventually. Yeah, but like, then it just all, all just goes away, and he's just he, he's just, like, I keep saying he's he's left. He's the only person standing. Yeah, besides Connie. Yeah, besides yeah. Connie, but so I'm interested to see what she has to do in the third one if she does. But we totally failed to talk about like the music 
at all in the first episode. Like after yep. we stopped recording, Joseph's like, "Oh shoot, we didn't talk about the music, which is like so iconic." Like, right? Uh, especially in the first movie, it just like when like the main theme just feels mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's iconic. It just yeah. feels like something that would play if that person actually walked into right. the. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like it just feels so natural, even though it's incredibly theatrical. Mm-hmm. And I like how they play so. it during the the first communion. Anthony's yeah. first communion stage like on the organ. And I feel like there's less like new music in this one. Yeah. But and then there's also like one scene with with the uh landlord where it's like comic right. music. And it's like, <laughs> this feels a little out of place. But yeah. what did you think overall, Jose? Because not only like you you are you work in the sound department in like in the movie business, but you also right. like are probably like the friend that listens to the most music that I know. <laughs> so I want to hear your take on both like, just like mixing and stuff like that. Right. And, and also um, the score and everything. Yeah. I think as far as the score goes, I like in the second one, it does serve a bigger purpose than the first one. It seems more so like it's underscoring different scenes. You are, it. it's nostalgic in a sense. It's eerie and it's dark. Where in the first one, it, it's, placed every now and then it mm-hmm. seems kind of like an afterthought where in the second one it's scoring the movie it, it there's there are s- highs there are lows with the music that's, there's more that's like one, s- sorry there's more silence in the first movie or i think so and then when the music plays it's it's like oh that's so clearly a a track mm-hmm. where in the second one it kind of sneaks in or fades in fades out oh um it serves a bigger purpose, in my opinion. It seems like they thought, hey, we made a lot of money on the soundtrack in the first <laughs> one. Let's throw some more music in the second one. But here's a bigger budget. Like, take your time with it mm-hmm. and actually watch the scenes. And is it sad? Sad music. Is it happy? Happy music. <laughs> but all around nostalgic, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to look up who... I failed to look up who did the music. It's like Nick Puzo or something. Like <laughs> I don't want to just butcher his name. Nino Rota. Nino Rota. Nick Puzo. <laughs> I was close. Thing. I'm not gonna say same thing, but it's close <laughs> enough. And then as far as the mixing, one thing I did think is, since it was shot on film, I mean technically speaking, oh. it looks. I'm sure it looks great. I saw a DVD version of it because I own the DVDs. I don't know the Blu-ray. I'm sure that the it looks fantastic on Blu-ray, but sound. I thought, you know what, this does sound like an older movie. Yes, it, even more than the first one. So I watched, yeah. I rented it on Amazon. Um, I don't think it was 4K. Not that I don't even know if the mix would be different. It it's 480p. <laughs> yeah, 60 frames per second. Saw it on your iPod Touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling nostalgic now for I I, fe- I hear the Godfather music when I look at an iPod Touch. You watch it on your Shrek TV. <laughs> oh. Um. Yes, like I rented it, and there's a lot of echo in some of the the dialogue, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I didn't couldn't tell because like. Even the Godfather one, um, there's not really that, and like there's some in- incredible and interesting like sound mixing to me. It's like someone who doesn't know as much about sound mixing and like mm-hmm. sound design, I guess, is probably the better term. When like he's about to go assassinate Salazzo and and McCluskey, like the police chief and mm-hmm. everything, like there's a lot of like background sound that's like feels more atmospheric and like mental. Mm-hmm. And like in this, there's some of the dialogue just feels echoey, and I couldn't tell if that was intentional, but it sounds like it just wasn't. But 
Yeah, it like one thing I noticed was it, it sounds more limited based on the times, like the technicality of the times. Just the microphones were different, the recording. In the 70s? Yeah. <laughs> There's also, I guess, more location work, I would yeah, think. Yeah, definitely. Lo- yeah, like the whole Sicily bit and then the Cuba bit. I don't know if they shot on location in Cuba. Do we know that? Um, they shot in, um, not in Cuba. I have to look it up again. I think it was... Um, it was Mexico, probably. <laughs> it was... Because <laughs> the producer, the executive producer who owned Paramount or whatever, uh-huh. uh, maybe not the executive producer, the owner of Paramount, who who is the head of Gulf and Western, wanted to film in a specific spot because he thought that, like, there would be, like, more business there or something. Like, he wanted to, mm. like, make more of a business there because mm. he owned, a, like, an airline <laughs> and everything. Hmm. Um, I'd have to look it up real quick. We'll come back to it. But um, even the scene, I think, with Tom Hagen and um, Pentangeline, um at the prison, it felt like echoey and everything, like early in the morning. And it's just because they're outside in that actual spot. But right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember how that sounded. But that scene in Godfather 1 where Michael kills the cop and the mobster is one, I think, is one of the best like sound design choices I've ever seen. Yeah. We just talked about that briefly. The train tracks mm-hmm. getting louder and louder and louder. And it's just so suspenseful and tense mm-hmm. yeah because we were uh, saying like i i didn't even think that there was a train nearby and joseph's like oh that's what i always thought that there was a train nearby and i'm like oh for me i thought it was like completely cerebral where it's like that's what it it, i think like it a is beach or something where it's like he where he first killed in world war ii or something like that you know like mm-hmm. i extrapolated a lot and now he's like pushing his hair back and like getting ready right. to kill someone again yeah, but that's what i was like it's like the whoosh of his hair is like when yeah. pushing it back and but it's like both trace. yeah you know it could definitely be both i don't think there's one answer i think it was don't his spider stuff senses. like that <laughs> he just turns he just to had, yeah he was bit by a radioactive cannoli in the bathroom <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> i don't uh, want to be bitten by anything in the bathroom <laughs> i kind of wish he did go use the restroom he just does like a poo yeah they filmed in the dominican republic Oh, okay. So I guess the owner of Gulf and Western wanted to uh, make that a filming place. There you go. I did write if they were going to do a Godfather cinematic universe, <laughs> Godfather 2 would be the Corleone Civil War Ooh, movie. Yep, yep. Like this is the one where everything falls apart. Everyone. Not the versus... Infinity War. <laughs> no, the Infinity War is when the mobsters, Hyman Roth rises from the grave and he has all the five families rings and, and like... <laughs> Yeah, he has all the family rings. He has to collect the five rings of the families. Literally. And then he snaps the Hulk out of existence or whatever. He snaps the mob out of existence <laughs> for him to rule it all. Anyway, Michael's Iron Man, and it's just silly. I did write, uh, in quotations, people repeat what they don't understand. I don't think that's a quote in the movie. That's just something that I thought about. Yeah, elaborate. Uh, uh I remember going to therapy once and then they mentioned that in the session where people repeat what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. So Michael Corleone, even though at the beginning of the first one, he's trying to separate himself from the family. I'm sure he has great, great, great disdain over his family's life. Like even when he talks to Kay, he's like, that's my family. I'm not that though. Mm -hmm. I'm not part of that. And then he goes on to become worse than that. He becomes like a worse version of Vito and and just like takes on the task and then bec- and just, you know. Yeah, because to that point, too, like Connie, when he's talking to 
when she's talking to Michael at the, their mother's funeral mm-hmm. in the boathouse or whatever, she's like, I understand like now, like you were just trying to be strong, like our father and everything. Like that's, there's so many things I wanted to just get your attention with. I would hurt myself to get your attention and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. But I understand now that you're just trying to be strong like her father, but it's like, well, he's obviously doing it wrong. Cause Vito no. is still a kind hearted man, especially to his yeah. family. Yeah. Michael's that that was like... his soft spot was the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike's just like, I don't know. You guys are here. Yeah, I have to deal with you. <laughs> yeah, it's like they seem as much of a nuisance as they are his family. Mm, yeah, he's yeah. like, you're family, so I have to deal with you more so than I love you. And I think that's what the final scene like shows. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really care about his family. He's mm-hmm. he's very much his own man. It's just his quote-unquote responsibility to look after them, especially after assuming the position of the godfather. Yeah. Like, okay, I guess I have to take care of you, but I'm not going to like pamper you i'm gonna yeah just do what i want to do yeah it goes from him like threatening freddo to like break up with his wife who just like is a bit of a mess like just yeah. like kind of messy she is a yeah. mess she's like kind just drunkenly kissing other men on the dance floor oh is that what she yeah in front of fredo yeah it's just like she's like embarrassing to the family but it's just like she doesn't betray anybody. So it's like right. from that to like him just full full on assassinating his brother. Mm-hmm. It's like a big leap, you know? Yeah. He, oh, yeah. He literally has her like picked up and taken out of the party. Yeah. And Fredo even tells Michael, I can't control her. I There's nothing I can do. Yeah. And Mike's like, I know. Like, you're bad yeah. at this. You're bad at life, Fredo. You're bad at existing. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. But it is also like this whole thing, especially with Michael's perspective, is even more about like male control than I think. Oh, absolutely. With Vito, yeah, his whole thing is control, like over his wife and his kids, especially. Oh yeah, like he's flabbergasted when Kay shows an ounce of differing opinion or like. Yeah, she's just like standing up to him, like as if she was him. You know, yeah, like that should very much Skylar, very Mm -hmm. much Breaking Bad. Like everyone in the room is on her side. But yeah. you still know he's going to react the way he does. Mm-hmm. Like, he should still appreciate the fact that she is, like, being that strong. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's like, but he's like, how annoying is this right now? Where he's, like, probably thinking, like, ugh, if I just, like, didn't marry such a, like, a headstrong, like, random white lady, this would probably be, I don't know, in his head, it probably believe it'd be easier, but... Plus, the abortion, too, is, like, oh, her yeah. own form of control and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's and- her control and vengeance against yeah. him. Which I just feel bad for Diane Keaton, even though she's not like she's playing a character in this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want Diane Keaton to be like sitting on the beach drinking wine. <laughs> she just she deserves much better than being married yeah. to Michael Corleone. <laughs> yeah, she picked Michael Corleone and then Woody Allen in the '70s. Oh, yeah, come on, she just Diane. Wear a big hat and uh, be hanging out on the beach and yeah. having mimosas. a good time. Yeah, come just on, having Diane. a chill ass time. <laughs> Did you say samosas? That sounds good too. Some <laughs> more mimosas. mimosas. Oh, okay, but <laughs> I had some samosas sound- last night. Mimosas and samosas for yeah. Diane Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think on that note, we've really we we've done this movie. I feel like a good service, or as best as we can, without being Ruin a it. yeah yeah ruining or being a three hour podcast episode. Right. Yeah, now this movie owes us a favor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a good wrap up and I'm excited for Godfather three. I mean, I'm very eager in fact. Yeah. I think that will still be incredibly interesting to me because it's the one that people like are always like avert their eyes when mm-hmm. you like, if you look at a, like a thing, this is Godfather three, they're like, look away. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I am very curious as to what that is. Whether it's good or bad, I think I'll still find it very interesting totally. as a franchise um, ender, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's our what's our final notes? Uh, Tyler, do you feel any different about this movie than when we started? Did Jose change your mind in maybe in any way, any way shape, or form? Yeah, I mean, talking about it, I think I, I think the movie is still so long, you know, mm-hmm. that like just like I would love to watch it over two days. Mm-hmm. But I think I still like the first one better because it just feels more like encased in its own thing. Yeah. Um, but I have a lot more respect for this movie and especially just talking about some of the performances like De Niro and everything too, especially it's like all the actors, sorry, all the actors are just like very well cast Absolutely. and it is like, a, it's just a little more dark than I would like to cause I, li- but that's the point, you know, it's like, I don't want Fredo to die, oh, especially after selling, telling that like fishing story. Like that's like the sweetest thing I've yeah. heard in this whole franchise so far. Mm-hmm. That's a kid. He's a kid. Exactly. That he is. He truly is a kid. And like they, Michael shouldn't have done that. And it like yeah. breaks my heart and that they're not real characters. You Look know, at so how like they that, massacred my boy. <laughs> exactly. He also they, gets kissed by Michael. We didn't mention that. He does. Oh yeah. yeah. He holds the his hand. Yeah. Oh, is that a kiss of yeah. death? He says, you broke my heart, Fredo. Yeah. You broke my heart after yeah. kissing him. Cause he holds his hand intensely. Yeah, yeah. Apparently like in the mafia, when somebody kisses someone, that's like the mark of death. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it was Michael, <laughs> like <laughs> kissing him and be and pretty much telling him, "Hey, I know what you did." Why are you laughing? I'm, I'm laughing because it makes me think of this comedy podcast I've listened to where they literally play on the kiss of death. But shout out Fredo, the guy that plays Fredo. Mm-hmm. You did a fantastic job. He, yeah, he was in Godfather One, Two, Deer Hunter, two other movies, and then he died from cancer. What? Yeah. Oh, John John Cazale. Yeah, so good. Um, he was he, dating Meryl Streep for a minute. Wow. Oh, yeah. And he, they were. They were so good. Weren't they, were they married? No, they were together mm. yeah. for a couple of years until, and then he, what he, other he passed away. It was like Godfather 1, 2, Deer Hunter. Uh, oh. The Conversation and Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day Those Afternoon is really good. Those are good movies. Yeah. Five classics and then. Every movie he did, as we say now, was a banger. <laughs> banger. <laughs> is that what we say now? A banger. Yeah, I say it. Bam, bam, right. bam, bam, bam. <laughs> Every movie was a banger, banger, banger. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's so good. He was fantastic. He really did a good job. I guess my final note is that um, Pentangeli is in this movie because the actor who's playing Clemenza in the first movie like couldn't negotiate a contract. Mm-hmm. So they just basically replaced his character. So eventually, so Clemenza was the one that was supposed to betray Michael, oh, which wow. would have like mm. even meant even more yeah. in some ways. But Frank Getzo is just so funny in this yeah. movie that I'm like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Well, another final note is like the guy who was the landlord was like is like an Italian comedian or was an Italian comedian, and Coppola didn't tell him how the door was locked. That's like, there so was a funny. Certain, yeah, so then, like, Coppola wanted him to improv, so he didn't tell him anything, yeah. and then he's just, like, trying to get out the door, and it's, like, <laughs> locked for, like, 20 seconds, yeah. and then his friend, or, like, one of uh, Vito's henchmen or whatever, opens it for him, and then he does this little laugh, and then, yeah. like, uncomfortable laugh, and then walks out. Like, that's really good. It's good. It's so funny. And De Niro, in that scene, you can tell he's about to break character. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. like, oh, this numb, he's having a, numb He's skull. having a good time. Yeah, he's yeah. enjoying himself. Jose, what are your final notes? Final notes, Godfather 2 over Godfather 1. Mm-hmm. I think we get a master class of acting from yeah. Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Master class, Robert De Niro won an Oscar for this, I think. Truth. I think Telly Shire also, she got nominated at least. I'm sure she did. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I would honestly take Robert De Niro over Marlon Brando. 
Mm. Like his performance of young Vito over older Vito, I would take that in a heartbeat. Nice. Um, and that's it. Pretty great, you guys. Love Ho- it. Jose, do you have anything to plug, my friend? No. <laughs> no? Hire Jose for in- things. Instagram.com slash Jose Hattrick. I post <laughs> pictures of my dog, Phoebe, <laughs> things I cook, and things I work on. It's true. It's true. Do you- also, one of the shows I just worked on called Duff's Happy Fun Bake Time premiered on Discovery Plus last week, and I was the A2 for that audio, and it's a fun little family cooking show with Duff Goldman from Ace of Cakes and Food <laughs> Network fame. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> Is that the one with Muppets? That's the one with like puppets from the Jim Henson Company. Yeah. It was a fun, fun job, and I'm happy I did that. And that was during COVID time, so it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. It also has Jose Ibarra fame. Hey! hey! <laughs> <laughs> Connor, what do you have to plug? Uh, if you enjoy the sound of my voice, you also enjoy tabletop role playing games, you might want to listen to some of the episodes that Jose Ibarra engineered for us. Ooh. Yes. That we no longer ask of him. <laughs> that we no longer ask. I'm 60% to 70% convinced he only helped us because he wanted to see Grayson. But That is a lie, but <laughs> sure. He's okay. before his own Senate trial right now. I know. <laughs> My lawyers say that is a lie. <laughs> My lawyers say I also have stock in IBM and AT&T. <laughs> I have stock in Apple. <laughs> And Bitcoin. Anyway, you can check out that. It's it's DM'd by me and Joseph Horn, and it's on iTunes, and it's on SoundCloud, so give it a listen. Tyler, what do you have to plug, my dude? Excellent. Uh, <laughs> I say that every time. I know. I love it. Excellent. <laughs> I just, Excellent. I just love Bill and Ted. I'm sorry. I know. I know. Follow me at Tiami Vice on Instagram for any photo, sh- photo shots, <laughs> any uh, photo shorts that I've been doing recently mm-hmm. uh and follow us at franchise pod on facebook instagram twitter now tiktok Ooh. for all of our 25 Gen and younger Gen Zers, yeah. get ready white claws in hand yeah i mean aren't yeah. we more white claws just uh-huh. follow us on tiktok <laughs> I, follow us on tiktok uh and email us at the franchise podcast at gmail.com and until next time thank you grace and hansen for our artwork Hey, and for getting a girl. new dog with Jose. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Thank you to Nick Viverka for our music. And until next time. Oh, we were on. <laughs> we got one. We got Silence. one. What's this? It's an orange from Miami. <laughs> that's, the yeah. best, that's the best quote I got. Sorry, everybody. That's from the IMDb <laughs> quote list. It was, yeah, it was. No, I wrote it down, Lauren. <laughs> oh, good. Keep your friends close and your enemies close. And your orange peels closer. You guys are the closest people to me. Physically right now. Physically right now. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Bye.